If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. Today's episode on the agendas. Arena. Cheating. Loadout presets. That's what we're talking about today. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a fun one. Giga, how's it going? It is going good. Mm-hmm. It is going good. Uh, talk of has been steady, I would say. I've lost a little bit of survival rate. It's not been quite as crazy as it was previously. I'm still at 67, mostly carried by my previous success, but it's still going okay. Um, I managed to get to level 29 and then like squeaked out level 30 off stream doing gunsmith. And like, I, th- I did one task, one Jaeger task. You have to go to, you know, you get this book, the nostalgia one. It gives you like 15 KXP, something like that. So oh, I, like, wow. I did that and squeaked out level 30 so i could like start upgrading the modules while i'm like offline and like doing bits and stuff because it just takes so long i was like man i don't want to just like sit here wait for three days do nothing then get level 30 on the stream and then be like backed up on all of this like hideout stuff so did that um oh man the, la- the last part of the last stream was really funny because i was like look we don't really have time to do a full like i'm, I'm kind of tired as well I'm, I'm gonna go but i was like I will stay if you guys want to see like a vitality cheesing run. I never <laughs> I, do these on stream. I tuned in for those. Yeah, man. It was it was funny. And people were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so we basically spent 30 minutes rubbing our faces to Barbar on Shoreline and just having a, a, a good old chat with, with Twitch chat and YouTube chat, which was, it was funny, actually. It was entertaining. So that was good. But yeah, no, things are going well. Um, the other part for me, which is actually really exciting, like personally, is a real life hideout upgrade. Yes, that's oh. it. Real life hideout upgrade. I oh, had the the people turn up on when was it? What day is it today? It's Friday. So yeah, they turned Friday. up on Tuesday, I think it was, and did uh and they put solar panels on my roof. I was been looking at it for ages. Finally got the the upgrade, got solar panels IRL, uh, which is which is pretty sick. <laughs> so that's cool, dude. I've got like I got like a whole monitoring thing with it which i've just been like nerding out over it's actually really distracting there's like charts and all sorts of stuff and i'm just like looking at it like oh, how can i optimize this and stuff it's like <laughs> super i feel like enjoying myself so much with it like genuinely that's um, cool but i'm switching myself over to these like tariffs and things i'm still i'm waiting so that i can redistribute electricity back to the grid but i've been like strategizing okay what's the best way because it's like three different rates there's like the normal rate the low rate in the night and then we've got battery as well so you can kind of like you can import at cheap times and export at expensive times and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, it's perfect. It's perfect for me. I love it. I've been nerding out. It's been, yeah, been good. So that's cool. Hopefully my uh, my streaming antics won't cost me quite as much in electricity because it's, uh, it's expensive over here. It's only just come down a tiny little bit, but it's still at, you know, record highs, the electricity price. So, yep, it's it's decent. It's decent. So that's what's been going on with me. How about, how about you? Um, not much, man. Just staying busy. Uh, played a little bit of Tarkov this week. I just I was telling you earlier, I did a quest on Shoreline before the release of Armored Core. I am <laughs> pretty stoked. I played a couple hours yesterday. I was pretty tired, so I didn't get to play a lot. So I got a lot off early, but uh, mm-hmm. it's good. It's like just right up my alley. It's just tons of customization is basically the the like meat and potatoes, but the you know the combat also was really fun. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm probably gonna be playing that for a bit, 
and uh maybe tarkov in between probably not though if i i mean we'll see we'll see like i i get the tarkovich uh bit but now that this is out i don't know it might be uh might be scratching yeah. a different type of itch you know what i'm saying yeah do you think it's worth playing i, I think i might be able to get access to it from uh... like Oh, special okay. like creator thingy, I don't know. But I was just like, I don't really know much about it that particularly. It's it's an interesting one because it's not like people. So you know, the FromSoft fans slash the Dark Souls fans. You know, they're like the big, big fans, and they have all been reviewing it. They say it's good, but like a lot of them think that it's not going to be as popular as like say Elden Ring. It just doesn't have that mass mm-hmm. appeal. Yeah. Um, but it incorporates a lot of. You know, like back in the old days, I can't remember if we talked about this or somewhere else, but in some of the older series, you could like basically ammo spent, you had to pay ammo after like a mission and like repair costs and uh, mm-hmm. casualties and things like this. You could go broke and the game would just like end and it would start <laughs> you over, but you would get like a permanent bonus for the next start. Like, uh, you know, okay. but and anyways, it was a whole system, but. And so it's it's not like that punishing. Like they have this thing where like you fight a boss, you you lose, right? You can choose to change your build. Whereas previously, like you were just stuck there. You mm-hmm. lost the boss. You lost the mission. Game over. Like you just lose. So it's not. It's like they've taken some of the uh like their whole I mean, all the years of experience they have of all different games and applied it because you can feel like there's a dodge mechanics like very similar to like Elden Ring or like Dark Souls so that's cool it's got inspirations from it's like been modernized and improved and thus far like I'm pleasantly there's like a lot of mechanics that I'm learning so it's cool I'm enjoying it so far excellent maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out yeah it might be worth something looking to so what we talking about first? We're talking about arena, right? That's yeah. the that's top topic du jour number one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So BSG have been busy teasing the community, slash announcing stuff, slash all sorts of weird things going on. I feel like it's been very fragmented. I mean, I've I've been very fragmented with actually trying to keep up with what's going on as well, to be yeah. honest with you. So I do apologize if anything I've like missed anything or whatever. But um Arena, well, well, I can't even remember what order things happened in. Was did they do that stream first? We knew that we knew that BSG were going to Cologne, and we knew that they were going to be showing off copies of Arena there. So I think content creators could get to go and play it in Cologne at, the, at Gamescom, which they're there now actually, and I think Glorious and a few other creators are there at the moment. And I think don't think members of the public could play, but I think creators who'd sort of signed up and are like known to BSG could go and give it a, a test run. I know they were being quite, uh, what what's the word? They're being quite. Um, not secretive, but protective over like content that gets produced around like Gamescom and Arena at Gamescom because obviously they want to mm-hmm. keep hold of all of that and make sure they control it the way they want to do it, as as is usual BSG fashion. Which was one of the reasons why I ended up like not wanting to bother going. Like it would have been good to meet everybody, but like you can't really make any content about any of the stuff. They they kind of prohibited that, so I was like, ah, well, it's just, like it's re- difficult to get to Cologne. It's not that not that straightforward from where I am, and like I have to, have to stay overnight. I don't know anybody there, and. All of that kind of stuff. So I just decided, like, well, I don't think it really justifies it. But so people, people are there. Um, we're seeing some like screenshots or teasers and some videos of people playing. There's like, yeah, you know, mobile phone videos of people playing Arena. I guess have been right. endorsed by BSG or whatever. Um, and then there was a really strange live stream yes. on their Twitch channel, which was basically like Skiff from the Raid series. <laughs> 
who I think died. I like, can't even remember. It was like, it's been ages since I watched the first set, but like, nice guy said that he died. I, I couldn't remember. And um, he was there in the hideout and like with some of the other guys. I mean, they were all just like dressed up, whatever. And they did actually do quite a good job of like making it look like the hideout, like the rest space yeah. area did actually look like it. They had like the PlayStation and stuff. Like it looked like the hideout. Because um, somebody actually on Twitter commented on, I think it was maybe Nice Guy's post and said, why are they playing on PlayStation? I said, look, because it's supposed to be this. Like this is what it's supposed mm-hmm. to look like, um, which was pretty fun. But people kept asking me like, oh, are you watching the VST live stream? And I was like, dude, it's like five hours of just like, <laughs> Guys sitting <laughs> yeah, in a room. Like, like <laughs> I'm not going to be watching that. Like, I don't have time to just sit there and watch this. Um, but there was like a, cute, a few code. There was a code that they had on a piece of paper that they brought up. That if you put the code in, you know, you put the code in the launcher and it like give mm-hmm. you free stuff. And I think um, Friendly Guy put it up on his Twitter and was just like, oh, new code, guys. And I copy pasted it, put it in straight away. And it was literally like a single toilet roll. Yeah. Got I was like, wow, well, that's good. And then, but then they had this like funny scene planned. A little bit after that, after they showed the code, where he was—he had all these toilet rolls. They all went out of control, and he was trying to get them back in the box. And they were like all over the hideout. It was like it was quite funny actually, but I don't know. It was just there some like stupid skits like that. I didn't watch anything else after that. I think there was another code that I saw and put in. It was like a non-finding rate filter and like some other really low-level stuff. So it really wasn't anything of any consequence as far as I could see. But I think there were some ARG things going on at the same time with that. There's like mm. a bunch of users. They're in their Intel center, and stuff was happening. I don't know anything about what happened there because I don't think Nice Guys made a video about it yet. Because if he hasn't about the ARG, I'm just not connected to that part of the community. And it's right. it's so separate from what happens in the game most of the time that <laughs> like the code breaking guys who like, ah, oh, it's a new ARG. They like wake up and just, you know, come and do this. Like half of them probably don't even play Tarkov. But there's a whole group, there's a whole community of people who just like do ARGs, which is pretty fun. Anyway, so... Yeah, there's, there's some ARG stuff going on um, with that. And, uh, and yeah, and I, the culmination of basically all of these things, Arena got... Uh, what we were talking about, what you'd even call it beforehand, is like the, pre, the, the pre-sale, right? Uh, you pre-order. You can pre-order. pre-order. It's, official, it's officially released for pre-orders. <laughs> yeah. Date yeah, exactly. to be determined. Indeed. So you can now go to the official website arena.tarkov.com yes and it says pre-order and trailer and yeah it's like some information about what's 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 going to happen when you play the game or whatever i mean i guess it doesn't have any release dates or anything like that but um people are presuming that it will happen either with the december wipe or before i mean it could be after who really knows? But I think the, the assumption is it'll probably be before December. I still think it might be like, yeah, halfway in between, something like October, September, October, something like that. Could be the end of next month, I suppose. I don't but. know. Well, oh you, oh, you mean as far as early access? Because there's, if this is, cause this is kind of a confusing thing. So, like, because I saw it and I didn't realize, I guess, like a, hey, PSA, if you have the Edge of Darkness edition, you need to log in to the arena website with your tarkov account the eod one and then like claim that you have access to the early access <laughs> because it's like right here like rigi edition escape from tarkov edge of darkness owners get access to arena for free early access to escape from tarkov arena closed beta test so like mm. i believe if you have either the the rigi edition slash eod it's it's a little confusing. Then you get obviously you get arena when it comes out, but also you get the the beta test as well. 
Um, and I guess you also get the the Rigi gear preset, also. Yeah, the the cracked out preset, which is what <laughs> the double barrel sawn off shotty. Yes, now pretty, this pretty entertaining. This is interesting. I might be jumping ahead a bit, um, but the fact that it says free and there's also some other currency like MP four thousand five hundred. Don't know what that means. I got like a little I spectator icon on the bottom left. Don't know what that means. There's like a a plus ten percent ruble account. Like what is all this? You know, like I'm thinking. Well, well, I mean, this jumps. Where does into... it say that? Is this on the main page? Yes, if you go to the arena um, pre-order page, yeah, and you log in, you hover over Rigi's gear presets, it will like flash two different uh, screens: one of the preset of the gear, and then the other of the actual like contents of the gear, the double barrel shotgun, and etc. I don't even see. Is that is that on the pre-order section? Yeah, um, I could take a screenshot. Or... I don't see. Oh, I see. You actually. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Oh, I missed this completely. So you have to hover. Wait, where do you even hover? Oh, there's a little dot dot dot. It says Rigi. It's the third bullet point. Rigi's gear preset, mm-hmm. and you and you hover over. I see. I see. I missed that. I didn't actually see that. Okay, I understand yeah. now. I understand. So it's. I mean, I, I like I said. I feel like I might be jumping ahead. So stop me if I am. But it's interesting because we've seen previous teasers or you know slides from the Kita and BSG and the team about arena and you know you see like these preset loadouts and they're like characters PMCs dressed up geared up and then they got like different kits Ash 12s SVDs AKs whatever but they have like ruble uh associate next to like five like 50,000 rubles 60,000 rubles yeah. and hearing from oh god what was the source was it nice guy or just general Tarkov stuff. It seems like there's going to be some type of currency involved with the game, as long as well as ranking. Um, and now we know that, I think, from whatever's happened on the weekend, you know, Source, trust me, bro, uh, The there's going to be, like, shared um, stash. Like, some type of shared... Let me see if I can find... I know at someone... Uh, posted about it. So here we go. This is from Nice Guy. Uh, you can level your character from the base game in Arena. Two games, one character. This is from the uh, Arena site I'm reading here. Win game and your character's... <laughs> oh, sorry. Win games and your character's level, skill, and weapon mastering will go will grow in both EFT Arena and Escape from Tarkov and vice versa. And I'm I'm also under the assumption that the stash is going to be like ruble value is going to be shared. I mean, that that's a, I, I don't know. Like, it's just interesting that the kits themselves have rubles associated with them. And like the fact that Rigi's kit is so like scav tier, low tiered, and it's free. It's like, you know, kind of <laughs> makes sense to me, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. It is certainly interesting. Yeah. Cause that, piece is on if you scroll down it's under the it's just yeah it's two games one character it's actually on that front page right that these two characters are growing together i mean somebody i think was it hayes who's posting up on you uh, up on twitter about it just talking about how presumably this means that when the game wipes it wipes everything including arena presumably because um, it's the same character right if it's if it's 
two games one character that when your when your character wipes in the main game then it's going to wipe in arena two and unless there's some we've they've said in the future in the future there's going to be two characters one non-white one not one that will wipe so how that interacts with arena i'm not really sure i'm I, i'm still not sure how whether that's good or not i guess if there's crossover between the two games i suppose you can't really have arena not wiping <laughs> otherwise it doesn't really make sense Shout out to Dale Nail and Chad. He said, at least you won't have to stand in barbed wire so often you can just spam Arena and die. <laughs> Vitality 3, easy, baby. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, uh. I mean, to, to your point, you know, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'm leaning more towards it's a good thing simply because I just don't see. Um, sorry, I got the Tarkov notification. I forgot Tarkov's still running. I just don't see arena like if arena didn't have any like progression it was just like rank up you know esports csgo just you know grind the rank thing i I mean i guess it is some form of progression but i just don't think i me personally i don't really find that appealing like you know as tarkov currently stands in the state i just think pvp is kind of like it's not that great the the fun part of pvp is the looting and progression stuff you know the fear of losing your kit getting their kit, getting the loot, you know, oh, that stuff is, like, the more fun stuff. So the fact that there's, like, some tie-in to progression to, like, the main game, so to speak, um, I personally kind of like that more, but... Yeah, I get that. That's fine. I'm just trying to think from the perspective of somebody who comes from somewhere else and they're playing Arena and they're just like, dude, you're telling me, like, the account's just going to wipe. Like, it's you know, you're you're playing... I just, yeah. I can't even think of an equivalent, but, like, you play CSGO and all your skins wipe every six months. I don't know. Like, it's not the same thing, but like, that's a really bad analogy. But you know what I mean? It's just like, why? Like, because these people are playing this other survival game over there and like the progression's broken unless you do a wipe. Like, why do I need to have my account wiped? Like, if I don't own an EFT base game, like, that's going to be quite annoying. Like, I just get these random arbitrary wipes where everything just gets deleted. Like, why? Well, they, they, a lot of these like esports games have like some type of seasonal ranking nowadays, anyways. It's yeah, kind of a that's, similar that's concept. for the ranking itself, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. The, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be okay. I'm just. I have like some reservations about whether it's sensible, but I think for us who actually play like the base EFT, I think I think it's fine. I think it'll be okay. But I'm just wondering about for everyone else. But yeah, maybe that's. Maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll be okay. Maybe I'm just like. Maybe I'm just mithering. Maybe I'm just mithering about it. Well, I mean, I I genuinely don't think that it's gonna appeal i mean you know i'm 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 happy to be wrong but i just don't think it's gonna appeal to like the esports crowd uh and let's say like just like you know and when i i guess it'd be more specific like the traditional fps competitive you know players like think about csgo valorant mm. uh i'll be i'll begrudgingly include apex legends <laughs> but that game's got like a pretty high skill so like nowadays of all the exploits anyways um i just don't think it's gonna Boys, appeal don't to you that. mean <laughs> They're features, okay. They're features, <laughs> which is funny because in one of their recent trailers, this is a total tangent, but I'm including it. They they included uh one. Of, they were showing off a new like or a redesign of an old uh, legend, you know, like an old hero or whatever. And they included in their footage uh, someone doing a like a mechanical exploit, something called like tap strafing, and like everyone was going crazy, like oh my god, they've officially like embraced the the thing, you know. It was like this weird mechanical exploit where you like change your direction midair it's just some mm. some weird thing but yeah anyways uh, uh yeah it's, it's interesting the only thing that i would say about it 
is the BSG are uh, I don't know they they do like well Tarkov is is genre defining it's it's genre defining yeah. to the point to which like no one can really make another game that has got similar appeal in this genre for sure it's not like totally agree. I just I'm I'm just sort of getting to the stage where like extraction shooters just they're not really a genre it's just Tarkov and some other people who've tried. Yeah, it's it. There, yeah. It's like it's not really a genre. Like it isn't. It's just talk of the game. I feel the same. Um, so what about Arena then? It's got like like sort of. I mean, I use milsim in the broadest sense, but like <laughs> it's got it's got milsim type movement and mechanics. <laughs> yeah, but in an esports setting, has anyone done this before? Um, Maybe people will like it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. I guess when you look at it like that. Like, no one's ever done this, right? Like, all the other ones, not as far as I'm aware, anyway. I'm sure there, there probably are some small ones, but I don't think there's any ever any big games that have done this. Like, you know, PUBG never really never made, a, like, a, an arcade shooter version or um, just, like, any, yeah, any, any of those. Well, that, I mean, you say... Like, Squad or whatever. Like, nobody ever made a, an arena, like, a, a... Yeah, like, whatever you call it, arena shooter-style mode. Because you could argue, in some ways, that because of, like, the clumsy mechanics in the game... It does actually make the skill ceiling quite high in some respects, right? Because, like, you watch, I think this is probably more true before Inertia, honestly, but because um, I've argued that in the past. But you look at somebody like Desmond or whatever, like, even stupid things that mechanically, like, I, walk, I, I run up to the wall, I have to stop and slow down and get my position perfect and then lean peak so that I right. just peek out around the corner. That's actually quite hard to do, irrespective yeah. of the shooting or anything else. Like, sitting with two corners like this, with three pixels in between and going mm, 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 on Valorant is not necessarily that hard. The hard part is the aim. Whereas like actually moving around the map on top, like uh, maybe people won't find it entertaining. I don't know, but like it's, it's hard. It's not necessarily that easy. And I don't know what their plan is around like tournaments and esports or whatever, but if BSG are making tons of money, which a lot of people presume they probably are, and they put some of that money behind the tournaments, people will come and play the game. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, now that's, that's for sure. That's true. Um, if they do really get, and this is why, like, I think it's more of a um, strategical uh, mon- monetary opportunity for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know how well the esports industry is doing as of late. I've heard, like, you know, I've heard some rumblings that it's not doing so hot, but it's not very well, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, the point. I think I think you bring up a good point. Um, I just this is I just don't know, man. I just don't think it will have it might have some flash in the pan but mm. like it's like this is the thing like with valorant right valorant was like okay we're gonna put like dota 2 inside of csgo basically um and like some people <laughs> really like that some people don't some people just like the classic csgo which is just like economical you know attackers defend type of gameplay arena is just like Tarkov mechanics, but without the looting, but presumably without the looting stuff. So, like, you know, you're not even like extracting, you're just like deathmatching. Like, in other words, I feel like you would have to love the Tarkov mechanics to like really enjoy Arena. And my, I just suspect that like yeah. the people coming into the game from like these like, you know, high standards of like esports competitive games, you know, like, I just don't think they're going to be like, oh, wait, I can't counter strafe. Oh, that's why is my why is my inputs not working? Is my keyboard broken? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, I, I have just, to go in a circle. 
Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, and of course you can learn those things and like, you know, get to, maybe they'll like it. I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe the recall change will make it more. I suspect the recall is just going to feel like, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to say because I know they're reworking certain things, but I don't know if they're going to rework like inertia. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's also more interesting. Like some people, a lot of the like esports people are like the old, you know, bring back inertia, kill the game, bro. So like, are they going to like take out inertia in arena? Like, yeah, I think that's... not. It just, it's just kind of, I don't know. I'm going to play it. And I mean, obviously, cause I got it for, you know, quote unquote for free, but, uh, I just, I just don't really see it. It'll be fun to like do like, let's say I just want to like play factory. Right. Yeah. I don't want to like sit in queue for five, you know, three minutes and then potentially die off the rip and have to kid up again, blah, blah, blah. With this, I'm hoping, you know, I'm assuming there's respawns. Like, God, please tell me there's response, at least a mode with a respawn system. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can just kind of just like shoot, shoot it up in Tarkov for a bit and then get some progression on my main account as well. It'd be kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Or if it's like, you know, as you see the various kits, it's like 35K, 50K, whatever. And you enter in a, you know, 50K and under, arena thing and you press the button and like 20 seconds bam you're in and you just play and then bosh okay you're out okay you win lose whatever you win maybe you win someone else's kit you win 50k or you win a second kit i don't know maybe you have like maybe all the pre maybe the presets are just the presets and it's like okay you have two of these presets now because you killed this guy and like took his dog tag or something who knows and then you could just like load back in and you just go all right fifty thousand rubles bam play that we're in straight away cycle around again that, that's the thing you have to be playing the game like 90 percent plus of the time i think if you want to be I think that's the important part about uh, about Arena because that's the thing that Tarkov really suffers from. And like, yeah, other, other games, you're just you're playing the actual game most of the time, mm-hmm. and that's what people want to what are going to want to do in Arena. Like, yeah, you might want to fast about kids and oh <laughs> no, the solar panels. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not me. Let's see. Uh, hello, hello. Did you? Did you? Did, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I guess it was my end. You Stream just... is fine on Twitch. Everyone's saying it's all okay. Did I? Did I go robotic for you? Nope. You were completely fine. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. All right. Well, maybe your download failed. Perhaps for a second or something. Yeah. But your upload was fine. That's weird. Perhaps. Okay. You were here the whole time. There was no DCs or anything. <laughs> All right. So what were you saying? Um, I was saying you just basically need to be able to be... Play- if you want to be, you want to need to be in the game like 95% of the time that you've got the game open. I think that's critical for Arena. Now, you can fuss about with your kits and stuff. If you want to make your own right. loadouts or whatever, then like fair enough. But if you want to just be playing with loadout presets that are 50 grand and you've got enough cash... You should just be able to hammer the games out, bam, 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 and be in the game like ninety-five percent of the time. I think that's very, very important because that's that's where people are going to escape from escape from loading, <laughs> right? Which is the main game. Escape from um, Tarkov. <laughs> yeah, so you got to escape from loading screen um, mm. and escape from hideout, yeah, Tetris, and that's what Arena hopefully will will bring. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's quite interesting, though, because also you said like, oh, you know, there's not really any progression necessarily. Like there's going to be money and stuff. So that's going to be fine. But this game is going to have skill based matchmaking. So I think the ranking yeah. ranking is kind of compelling in and of itself. You know, like in Tarkov, what do we have to keep score? Just 
Level, money, PMC kills, um, Kappa, like quest progression. Those are kind of like the main things of the main game, but we don't have skill-based matchmaking. We don't have a ranking of any kind. So this brings a whole new element. And I think rankings do suck people in. You know, people want to show that they're better at stuff than other people. I think that will actually keep, keep people involved because, yeah, it's like you can't really compare one person to another. Like if you look at one person with more money, well, it doesn't necessarily, like a lot of the best players in the game are broke all the time because they just only farm just as much as they need to be able to buy like meta kits and just, and just want to play. So it's, yeah, it's hard to compare. Whereas this is going to be the definitive, like, you know, I'm better than this person or this is how I stack up globally in EFT in the arena mode. You know, this is how good I am at the PvP section of the game. So I think that is maybe compelling enough for some people at least. There'll be a group of people who will be. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm just like going through because we said that, yes, yeah, so that's the one character thing. We, we did that already. Um, presets, rating and roll presets for equipment. How do you could choose like assault, CQB, scout, or sniper? It's like, I don't even know that's just examples. Um, Rank, as we said, and then yeah, you can get this unique Rigi gear set, which is pretty weird. It's almost like you know, but buy the game now and you get some epic loot thing in like most other games. Whereas this one, it's just like you get to play as like the scav man from the raid with the double barrel shotgun. I find it quite funny, <laughs> a bit odd, but um, yeah, I think. It's looking interesting. I just hope that some of these things we talked about come to pass. I mean, the, people are now more thinking about the game's crossover, like what is going to cross over and what isn't. We now know it's going to be one character, so that has an interesting ramification for like skills. Um, as we just, you know, we mentioned before about vitality or whatever, maybe you could just play Arena for a bit and die a bunch. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because it's almost a little bit like um, Call of Duty in some respects, right? Where you've got like Warzone and the main multiplayer and yeah. DMZ grinding for skins. But we're sort of doing the same thing, but with skills. So, okay, you forgo any quests in the base game, but you can gain more skills more quickly in Arena. Sort of a interesting one to think about. I don't know whether people will have... It'll be like super outweighted. So because you're just like running around all the time and the rounds are so short, I wonder if there's diminishing returns. Like if they just take all the systems and just put them in Arena, you're going to get endurance and strength so fast because you're going to sprint in and then die and then sprint in and then die and sprint yeah, in and then kill someone right. and then over and then sprint in and people are going to get I like level 51 that. in like two weeks and recall controls where you're firing your gun so much more I, vitality health all of these things they rely on like combat at least yeah i mean i'm not that bothered by it um just i think it's just, i think it's fine it's just different well i mean it's a design choice, I'll say that much. I don't like I don't this if you're okay, so I'm just gonna read Trey's tweet here, okay. He says unpopular opinion, which I disagree, but having physical skills in arena mode is terrible. Cry emoji. <laughs> Imagine you have better recoil control and fast movement speed, hardwire into your CSGO character because you have more hours than opponent. Doesn't fit a comp game IMO. And this is the thing is like I just don't think BSG going to do a well-designed competitive esport ready game they're taking tarkov they saw that evasion turn you know there's like interest in like hyper competitive scene right so they're like let's just make uh you know a, a, an arena and you know because i mean maybe they had that idea prior or whatever it's like you can see the crossover overlap there right so then they make it 
and it's like we're just gonna you know copy paste the game into this and then make some new maps and boom there you go there's, there's, your, there's your arena and i just don't think that you know if you're like a hard and eastward player this is like really gonna appeal to you uh maybe the already existing tarkov heads that are you know hyper competitive it will be their copium but it just it's just kind of like uh i don't know something to do that also gets you progress you know it's kind of like a bonus for the way i see it like it, mm-hmm. it's something else to play in relationship to tarkov i i just wouldn't take it like oh my god you know i'm gonna go pro and get signed by you know phase clan and and you know the million dollar contracts you know i just i don't think it's <laughs> there are if if you're like dying to play competitively you know and you are like church you know i see tarkov is coming out with an esports game should i should i you know do it you know blah 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 no go go play some other game you like be respected play tarkov arena huh <laughs> Should I quit college and go play Tug of Arena? <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Any other like well-established game, go for that instead. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think that really depends heavily upon how much BSG want this to become a thing. As I said before, if they throw a bunch of money at it, like people will come. Yeah, definitely for sure. And depending on how kind of spectator it ends up being, like that's actually very hard to tell. Like some esports are just really they just. Are not good to watch some yeah. are really good to watch and it's very difficult to get that until <laughs> until it's out like i don't think any developer can really build that in it's just as i don't know it ends up being a funny product of just like the way people play the game the game itself the maps stuff like that um and i was talking to my sister because she does like loads of tournament organization for uh, like university esports here it's like actually what she does as a job and um we were talking about like Rainbow Six and about how yeah. that's like sometimes quite tricky because it's all inside and stuff. Like if you're following one player's perspective, that's fair enough. But to actually like follow everything that's going on is actually just quite hard. Like the game's the way the game's True. structured is just quite difficult to follow. With something like Dota Two, even though there's like a ton of players, like there's no there's no terrain really, right? The map mm-hmm. is for all intents and purposes flat with obstacles, so you can always see all the characters and stuff. It's like a bit easier. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Like maybe hopefully they've designed the maps in a way that yeah, there's easy to see everybody or whatever. I don't know if you have to... It doesn't look like there's many like big buildings or anything. Most of them are kind of open arenas of various kinds. So I, I don't know. And then, yeah, again, it depends on how much money they want to throw at it. If they want it to become serious, they have to be offering up prize money. Like Prize money from the developers is always a surefire way to get people involved. Yeah. And once people are involved, then, you know, it's, it's, it's sticky because people don't want to move games and stuff. So, like, if they really push hard now, if basically if they, if they don't do enough now then they risk it never becoming a thing. If they do a ton now, they might get enough people that it has a self-sustaining community of people who want to play and obviously keep supporting it or whatever. But um, yeah, we'll see. We will see. We shall see. Yeah. Berlin Chat was talking about how it could actually be quite nice for a lot of players because I was just looking through a few of the maps where they're saying, you know, the arena maps are going to be small. They'll probably all run like factory and labs. Um, which is actually a huge positive. Like people complain so much about the Tarkov performance because you know on certain maps it is really awful. Mm-hmm. We've kind of come out of the, the bad territory for most of the maps these days, and now it's mainly streets and still a bit of lighthouse that are problematic. But you know, if, if most players can run arena at 100 plus FPS, and like they've redesigned like the beauty of arena. We've talked about this before. The beauty of arena is they basically like had the opportunity to make Tarkov two. 
like it's not Tarkov 2, but it's it is it sort of is Tarkov 2 in a development sense because think about how like how long Tarkov's been running for. People talk about spaghetti code, but like that's an inevitability. If you take any project and you run it over like multiple years, this is what you end up with always in any project, any coding, any program, anything. Whereas the arena guys have been able to take all the stuff that they've learned from main branch skip from Tarkov, hopefully, and implement that again from scratch. So it's an amazing opportunity to you know, build something that actually runs really well, you, utilizing all the latest stuff and like not have to deal with the spaghetti code, right? You start with a fresh base. So I'm hoping that that will also make it perform really, really well. Um, and that, yeah, that means that even people who kind of stay clear of Tarkov, because I know some people do, just because oh, I can't scope in without it going to 40 FPS or 30 FPS and all this kind of stuff. Right? And hopefully all of that will go away. It allows more people in to play the game. But yeah, I mean, we've got like, there's a couple of teasers of the different, uh, the different maps. I think there's like four that they've shown us, like... I think two yeah. of them are from Contract Wars, supposedly. Yeah. I think Sawmill and Bay 5. Bay 5 looks like shipment on Call of Duty, which is funny. But, yeah. It's just like trailers. And then there's the other two, the Airport one and the Equator Mall that we've seen also previously. But they look fun and look different. Looks interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited about Arena. I really am. I can see myself playing quite a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'll definitely check it out. I just, you know, I hope by the time... <laughs> It comes out that they have some of their like gameplay mechanics smoothed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing that the probably the biggest thing that worries me is like when's the recall change coming? Yeah. When are we testing that? And when's Arena coming out? Because like those two things need to be synchronized between the two games for sure, and it also needs to be good in both. Otherwise, it's just gonna that will be really really damaging. Yeah, because I bit. just I just don't want to use you know kits that have bad guns like the mpx god i would rather you know turn the gun around and use it that way <laughs> it's just like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so i think is that is there anything else about arena i think that's kind of everything oh the price price mm. we didn't yeah. talk about the price eod gets it as we've always said for free mm-hmm. they said that um and I think, is that still the case? I think that's still the case, right? If you buy EOD now, I still think you get Arena for free. I think. I, yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, did, did they increase the price? Is that like They, they did. So there was, a, there was a weird thing going on. I thought it was just because there was a sale and it was weirdly worded, saying the pri- game price right. is going to increase on X date. But it turns out they just did a sale like near to it. Actually, I think it was a nice guy video that confirmed this because, again, I wasn't like, I wasn't following it too closely because it really didn't really matter. And I just assumed that's what it was. But they did actually change the price of the game. So it's now 5 to $10. I think it's, the cutoff's already gone. So it's like 5 to $10 more every edition now than it was. And I'm, I'm presumably that's because of you know, the arena prices being included in EOD. But then the other, you don't get it with the other versions. So I'm, I'm not sure. They just, they just made the price go up. I guess it's been the same for a long time, like for well, years and years and years. You could argue that, you know, inflation, whatever, like the game yeah. price. And I mean, get- I mean, it's still one of the most expensive games ever. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, at least, at least you're getting a additional promise. And, and, you know, I'm fairly confident they'll deliver on Arena, but, you know. Yeah. So then Arena, for me, because we were just talking about this before, because I wasn't actually sure, if I try to pre-order it here in Europe, mm-hmm. now I know the European region is a bit funny, so you can, if you buy Tarkov in any region, 
you're locked to that region, except for Europe. I don't really know why that is, but if you buy Tarkov in Europe, you can launch it in, in any other region. Which yeah, is it's very weird, because like, I can upgrade my region to European, mm. uh, but right now I'm listed as Other, which I, I think is like North America, and there's yeah. another region for like, you know, South or like East Asia or something, I don't Probably, know. Probably, yeah. But, uh, so Arena for me, and I don't know, it's quite funny because it goes like, oh, UK, but then it lists the price in Euros. It says Arena will cost me, if I just went in, because this was before I logged in, um, 37 Euros. Hmm. which is quite surprising to me. I know they said it was going to be cheaper than the base game, but like, that's only just, only just cheaper. Um, I don't even know, what is the, what is the Euro dollar rate these days? Giga, they, got, uh, they got to fund the development of the game. 108. Oh, man. Yeah, cause, so that's, um, yeah, so that's 40, <laughs> okay, it's, it's, wait, is that right? Yeah, it's forty dollars equivalent. Forty dollars. What did you say it was? Was it forty bucks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Side? I, mm. could, I could log out maybe. Yeah, because what's actually escape for double base game price these days? I can't even remember. Uh, oh no, it's thirty five. Thirty five dollars. But, but I'm a, oh. you know if that's oh but then oh but you've got the five upgrade the five if you want to do right? the upgrade right uh region upgrade for whatever reason you purchases don't need to do that. made in this region aka other work only in countries outside of eu and cis countries all other all goes to this region wait all goes to this region and this version of the game can be launched anywhere in the world except in europe regions may also appear as usa which i, I, I just kind of i don't i don't know why it's like this you know, because CIS region, purchases made in this region will only work in CIS countries. Oh. Okay. Uh, EU region, purchases made in this region will allow you to launch the game anywhere in the world. You can also upgrade this to... You can also upgrade this... You can also upgrade to this region anytime by going back to the pre-order page. Make sure you're logged in. There you go. Upgrade button or your package if you want to upgrade. So, I I, I don't know. It just why... I don't know. It's weird. Why I think it's like just all people doing, like, jurisdictional arbitrage or whatever. You know, like, you... You use a VPN and you buy it through Thailand. Yee-hoo! This old little rootin' tootin' cowboy was here to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button if you're here over on YouTube. And as for you other yellow bellies listening on to the audio cast, be sure to share it with a friend. Back to the show. All right, so we determined Where were we? that... We were talking about money things, weren't yes. we? Yes. You so we said... pay... 40... No, 30... Wait, how much do you pay? 37 euros, which is $40. Right. For Arena. The base game of Escape from Tarkov is 52 euros. Mm. So what is it for? $56. Uh... EOD is 155 euros now, after the price increase, which is um, $168, euros, $168. Which, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. This is really weird pricing. Okay, so for me, it's fifty for standard, and EOD is one fifty. One fifty. Okay, it's interesting that yeah, it's interesting that it's cheaper. But I mean, we were talking about like the exchange rate stuff. I think like the reason why they do this like regional thing is to stop people from doing this like arbitrage, as I was saying, where you like you you buy it in a different country, but like 
you can't really do it because you're not allowed to use a VPN on Tarkov, at least if they know that you're using a VPN when you log in. In other um, words, they're trying to, you know, like buy it, like say, hey, I'm from Brazil. Can you give me Brazilian pricing? In other yeah, words, exactly. yeah, exactly. And then use it in like, you know, France right. or something. But very interestingly, I'd not noticed this before. And I know that uh, Sad just put this in my chat, actually. And I didn't see this until just looking at this page now. EOD has a countdown timer on it. Yeah. Which I had not seen until literally just now. And it's got, well, what is it? 30 seconds, 53 minutes, seven hours, and then 127 days? Mm -hmm. That's weird. I think they did that when they changed the prices because they've said sometime that like EOD is going to be, you know, going away at some point. Sure. But what does that, like, what does that equate to? You don't get EOD anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, when when does but it like, end? But like, it's it's a weird. That's a weird thing to put up, right? So people are saying in a December thirtieth, end of this year. It is thirtieth. The thirtieth of December, twenty twenty three, is one hundred and twenty seven days from now. Huh. Countdown to the wipe. Doesn't that land in December? It does indeed. Thirtieth of December is also a contender for the next next wipe confirmed. Dude, are we there already? It's two weeks into the <laughs> this wipe. Are we are we already on? Could be. Are we already on? Like, when's the next the next wipe? Maybe that can. Maybe we can wait until you know week three. Yeah, of week the wipe three. Before at least, we start. Come on, have some class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in 2022, it was the 28th of December, the 12th before that because it was kind of the meme, and the 24th before that. So, you know, who knows? Could be. Certainly could be. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't realize that they'd actually put a proper end time on, on this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you still get... I wonder, if it, I wonder if it says... Like, if you buy EOD now... I'm very intrigued. If you buy your EOD now, do you get Arena? I just don't know. Um, it says free access to all subsequent DLCs. Yeah. But that doesn't mean... DLCs that... I mean, does, does Arena count? Is that DLC? I don't know, dude. It's... You're asking... <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I would anyway. assume yes, because you get it with the game currently. I don't know. Yeah. I just I would think so. I just can't get over that Left Behind Edition's $82. It's like such a weird... <laughs> and I just make it $80. Like, why is it just so weird? Yeah, it's probably because it's... Pri like, I don't know. They've probably got it priced, like, locally or something, and then they've done the conversion, something like that. But I mean, it doesn't really make sense in Euros either. Maybe it makes more sense in rubles. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, probably the reason. Either which way. So if you do get it, then yeah, that, that makes like if you get Arena with EOD, that makes Arena like a you know or EOD 118 euros, and then Arena 37 euros. Kind of makes it a little bit more palatable. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how many people actually end up buying Arena. Yeah, that was the only other thing about the pricing. Yeah. All right, so that's Arena. Um, look forward to that when it comes out in 2026. Uh, just <laughs> well, maybe you never know. All right, so anyways, next up on the agenda, cheating in Escape from Tarkov. No freaking way, dude. Did you know there's cheaters in Tarkov? That's news to me. It is a news real pandemic, me. let me tell you, dude. So <laughs> I will start this off by reading a tweet from Trey. Uh, loving the QLO changes this way, but this has been 
This is the worst I have ever played for cheaters so far. I'm hoping the EOD sale ends in a big band wave. They aren't even hiding right now, man. And um, yeah, it's the worst it's ever been, Giga. <laughs> this right here. The worst it's ever been. Oh dear. And the problem with this topic is the usual issue, which is that it affects some people much more than others. Yeah. It's also dependent upon how you perceive the cheating situation and how likely you are to call cheats on situations that are not cut and dried. Mm -hmm. All of these things contribute to a miasma of information overload and bad inputs and people making bad judgments, as well as legitimate cheating happening against certain people in particular, as well as this like bugged report, which may or may not be bugged. It is definitely bugged for some people, but is it bugged for everyone? Nobody knows. BSG said nothing about it. So uh, together, it's just like, who the frick knows what's going on? Like, it's just the usual craziness. Um, I don't even know where we want to start with this be honest because there's been drama and people complaining and all sorts right it's like uh, I, I think just like broadly speaking if you're a chad player and you go to the hotspots you have high kd and you're we wearing like good kits you will encounter cheaters more often than those players who don't go to the hotspots tend to be lower level and have lower um right low equipment on and also depending on the maps you go to like who's playing labs right now it's the Chad people who got there super fast right. and the cheaters. That's it. The only people. So that's why you see so much. I can, I can well believe it that on labs it's terrible. Yeah. I'm sure. Because those are the only guys who like, are able to really get to buy labs cards on the, mm -hmm. on the regular along with the, the Giga Chats. So that kind of makes sense. But if you're a player like me, then you, might, you probably don't see cheaters all that often. Like mm -hmm. I have got very few cheating situations to draw upon i have like one situation that actually is more like more well it's better explained by like stream sniping which never happens to me by the way i'm not not to my knowledge anyway but it's like it's actually better explained by like stream sniping than it is necessarily by somebody cheating i, I felt like i was getting aggressively and um unusually hunted through shoreline like there was at one point people were just like, the guy must be on the roof of the resort. Like there's just there is no other place in the map that he could have all those angles on you. Um and they weren't even that good a shot, right? I was just getting shot like continuously across the map. And eventually I ducked down, like ducked down behind the resort, was still getting like peppered from somewhere, and ended up running all the way north and they finally like went away. Um like there was one other one where a guy like pre-fired me in a sort of a weird way, but like again, you just you never know what you know, what sounds your character makes. Sometimes your character can make a sound, they, or maybe they just guessed where you were, and then, and then you made a sound, and then they, they pre-fired you, whatever. Like, it's just so hard to know. So I don't really have any cut-and-dry cheating um, situations this way. Like, I've hardly reported anybody, but that doesn't mean that it's not an issue. It definitely is for some people. It definitely is in different regions. Because um, I know, like, I'll just reference Hayes now because I know Hayes has been involved in a little bit of drama about this topic, which I'm sure you'll go into in a second. But I, it, I find it interesting that I have the same experience as Hayes. We're both in the same region. We both play similarly. We both play at the same time, which is like mid-afternoon UK, and neither of us run into cheaters really ever. Either of us. I have mm -hmm. exactly the same experience as Hayes. Like, 
can count on one hand the number of cheaters that I think. And we also both play solo too. Because I've also said before, if you play in a squad, three of you get insta headshot with 855. Right. It's a bit more obvious. You just get headshot with 855 as a solo player. You're like, yeah, yeah. you didn't see them. Who knows? Whereas like in a squad, right. you get more info because you get your, the, other team's, the other guy's perspectives. So this all just like culminates to, to me with just not really knowing. Um, and I think Hazer said to things to the same effect, which is it feels the same as every white, which is it doesn't really bother me. Everyone mm. says it's the worst it's ever been, but I still don't see anybody that I knowingly know cheats. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the thing. In my personal yeah. experience, I wouldn't be able to tell other than seeing people on Twitter talking about it and seeing the clips from like Tigs in labs. Because I've, I've literally not set foot in labs this wipe. So how am I supposed to know how bad labs right. is without seeing the clips? It's like, it's crazy. So that's, that's, that's my position on it. But I know it's a problem for some people. It depends on the region. I think EU, central EU is pretty benign, relatively. I know it carrying it bad in certain areas, but I think relative to some other regions, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of truth to, I mean, obviously your experience varies from person to person. Like if you're actively looking for PvP constantly, right? Mm. Like you want to wipe the lobby, you're much more likely to engage someone that's cheating, right? Mm -hmm. Just by the nature of, you know, you're you're actively seeking combat. Um, Whereas like, Someone could still be in your lobby and cheating, uh, but they may not have any interest in you if you don't have any interest in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. That's not saying that, you know, it's okay that they're cheating. I'm just trying to, like, lay the groundwork of how experiences can vary, you know? Um, yeah, fun- especially if somebody's, like, ESP and they're just doing it because right. they're like, oh, I'm bad at the game, whatever, and they're, like, trying to do their quests and stuff. Because it seems to be, like, a lot of those low-life type people around who are just, like, bad and just use it to get... I mean, it's just like, why? But... Why, bro? Just but anyway, like people do do that, and if you just leave them alone, then they won't like necessarily go and rage hack you or anything. So yeah, I agree. I I could see a you know your you know well off person who wants to you know game a little bit in their spare time, but they have plenty of expendable money, and you know they don't want to game. You know they don't have time to play that much because they still gotta you know build up their wealth and play their, you know, or do their business or whatever. So they buy cheats to sort of like help them, you know, catch up or, you know, not have to grind as much as, you know, I could see something like that um, happening. But it, yeah, I just, I don't know. The, the, the cheating conversation always irritates me <laughs> to talk about because it's just like so mind numbing, dude. It's like, yes, cheaters exist. Like, yes, you know, people's experiences vary. Like, I don't think I've had, like, one obvious... There was that one weird instance on Factory where I loaded in and, you know, loaded to my death screen. Like, mm. I didn't even hear anything. I think that was probably more server-related thing. But, like, just... I don't know, bro. I just really don't feel like it's... I mean, my, here, here's my experience. It's really not any different than it's <laughs> for me, you know? So, I just... Yeah, this topic really just... Kind of just bored my mind. There's so much like okay, so like one thing, like I don't mean to like. Someone said I'm not trying to call you out, but someone said they banned over six thousand cheaters, so that's at least thirty k USD. That's just not true. Like it's just not true. If okay, I'll give you this. If people, if six thousand of the bands were actually buying full price accounts, then BSG earned that money because they're fucking idiots. Like if you're dumb enough to buy. Uh, you know take your real account and then go buy cheats on it like eventually you're gonna get banned and, and 
you're going to lose out on that money. You have to buy another account and you're going to do that again. Like in my opinion, BSG earns that money every time because there's, you could circumvent you. Like if you're smart, you don't buy the game directly from BSG. You do chargebacks, you do phishing accounts to try to steal someone's account. Like you, you, it's just like, there's not no, like no one in their right mind would, should be doing this. This is this is why like free games have such a massive cheating issues because there is no cost to getting banned. They just can keep playing the game over and over again, right? Mm. Um so yeah, it's just I don't know. I, that also like just just trying to clear the air there is like it's just not the case. Yeah, it's it's tricky. The the main people that I've heard and it's almost actually unfortunate in some ways. I don't know, yeah, anybody who's in the OC region, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost unfortunate that, like, you know, the poster child for the game is in Oz. Because Cecily has had a lot of fussy stuff going on, especially on Shoreline. And I know that he was the one who showcased the report that first came out. And that's why people started thinking maybe this report's bugged. Um, so like you know, it's not his fault. The game told him that he had like plus sixty four other cheaters banned on his thing. But I, I, he's run into a bunch of people, as far as I understand, on his stream over in Australia because um, he's playing on on OCA. And like you know, we're talking in chat right now. Um, Tones, who's talking, who's also you know, encountering people, VoIP calling out his name and stuff, like being really blatant. And again, it's OCE. So I I really feel for anybody who plays in that region because it seems like night and day difference between that and EU and US seems somewhere in the middle, as far as I understand. Um, just anecdotally, it's just like, it's so hard to know, right? This is the thing. I think with VoIP calling, with VoIP name calling, at least you know they're cheating. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's always the best thing about it. It's like if you just know for sure, I think that's the worst part. Just like not knowing half the time. Like that's why I called when we were looking at this last time. Mm-hmm. The um, ESP just like is so insidious because you just can't tell. Like if you just get into yeah. a headshot with someone through a door, you're just like whatever, right? And can move on. But with the ESP stuff, it just makes you like doubt your gameplay because you think it was legit or it makes you doubt everyone who was legit because you doubt everyone. And it's so hard to know. It's just, it's just crazy. You know, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, I really just don't put a lot of like mental energy into that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, if I just get M61 from Jupiter, it's frustrating, but like, it does, I don't really put a lot of thought into whether cheating or not. You know what I mean? It's just like, why obsess over that and just like bring about those negative emotions? Because no one likes get cheating on. Okay, not even cheaters like get cheating on. So it's just like it is such a you know polarized. I don't know if like polarized is the right word, but it's such a like emotionally attached phenomenon. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, so I try not to give it any credence, really. Um, one one interesting thing about the Pestilli report that I noticed, where he you know did the system screenshot of the system message. So it, it lists ten, right, and then it says, "and other twenty six reports help identify the cheaters." These players have been banned, and someone else's. Oh God, who was it? I don't know, but someone else's, maybe it was Tiggs, actually. I'd have to go look, but he also had a similar message. I'm going to have to go look, but it didn't go all the way down to 10. Um, huh. And then it also said, and other, you know, like 10 reports help identify cheaters. 
Which is weird. And so if I'm re- if I'm reading this, and I'm going to go pull up ticks in a second, but if I'm reading this, I can't help but wonder if 1 through 10 are pastilles, and the other 26 reports help identify cheaters were like some other people's, like those 10 are part of that 26 from other people's reports. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because it's just, like, it's just kind of weird. Like, if I go find, try to see if I can find Tiggs, I think it was Tiggs. It might have been a reply, too, which makes it even harder to find. Because, like, his didn't scroll all the way down to, like, 10 and then had the text of other reports. Because I assume that's why you would do that, is you didn't have this long message that couldn't fit, right? So you said, and here's the other reports as well. I'm probably not going to be able to find it, bro. Yeah, well, while you while you're looking, I mean, I'm, we're chatting to Sad again in in the chat. Who's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, he's 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 like my he's like my go to Chad guy from my Discord, mm-hmm. and uh, he says he got feedback because he's been running into a lot of cheaters actually, and he plays EU, so that's kind kind of interesting. He says, uh, but he's like, you know, he plays like full bore Chad gameplay. Right. Um, he says got feedback reports with 174 reports on the on the message, and I I said like, did you report 174 people? And he mm. said, no. He said, I've got people banned on the streets. I didn't even play streets for three months. From Paul yeah, came after just, the wipe with the, with the date pre-wipe. I just don't kind of weird. think the... Uh, you know, it just looks... I think there's some poor communication the way BSG message it. And I, I just, like, don't... Yeah, well, it's just, it just or does, something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. But, uh, uh, yeah, there was some drama, right? Around yeah, the drama. We got we to gotta get the show rolling. They were just got so many topics. Uh, drama alerts. All right. Um, so, yeah, Hayes, Hayes made a tweet and he was sort of just like poking, you know, making a joke about the new Twitter ad revenue. I'll read the tweets. With everyone in their pet hamster dying to cheaters in Tarkov, seemingly every raid, I kind of feel left out. Where's my cheaters and 100. 60 plus confirmed bans to screenshot and farm Twitter engagement. Man's trying to get that Twitter ad revenue. Come on. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's kind of funny because like, you know, I, as soon as like, literally, as soon as I see the tweeting of like cheater, I just like roll my eyes too. Cause it's just, so for me, it's just really like brain numbing. So I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but then <laughs> goat chimes in and he says, uh, your income depends on tar- on streaming Tarkov. Mine doesn't. As someone who's played since Alpha without any financial bias, this is the worst it's ever been after a wipe in recent history. If you don't know this, you're, you're you are either intentionally being obtuse or you don't know what the fuck is going on. Now, some of you may know we've had Goat on the podcast before, and. This really struck me as very odd and peculiar, um, like mainly how aggressive and uh, almost like, uh, you know, persecute, like he's persecuting Hayes in the sense, or he's, you know, doing fighting some holy war or something, man. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it was really, I was going to actually reply to him. And uh, I, I told Giga, I was like, <laughs> I was like looking up articles and stuff. I was going to do this whole thing, maybe a twit longer. I was just like, bro, I, I realized like I just need to not do this with <laughs> my time. I got work to do. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I did I reply to this one? Yeah, I, so I actually did reply to that thread. Mm-hmm. I replied to Goad um, with basically what I said to you, which was I said, look, it really depends. I've maybe had one or two sus encounters. Second one was explainable, but early why I pretend to avoid the hotspots. I don't play labs, and I made in EU afternoons. I'm also solo, so that was the same. But that's like me and Hayes have exactly. That's why I mentioned him before because we have exactly the same experience doing pretty much the same things, playing in a similar way on similar servers at the same time on solo. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm burying my head in the sand. I just don't feel like I meet them. And if I do, then I have no way of telling. Right. That's it. That's it. But it got even, did you, did you see the next, the next part? It got even more heated. Did you, did you see that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, yes. Should... So, <laughs> so it, it turns, so it appears that goat messaged Hayes. Oh, okay. That privately. Part. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Was there a bit in between? Have I missed something? Um, sure. I will. Should I just continue the the conversation? <laughs> the, the threads yeah. underneath. Okay. Because so, then, because yeah, so... then Hayes responded. He said, "I pivoted to and from many games in the past ten years of streaming. Oh, yeah. I needed to, but thanks for assuming. Anyway, I reported one player to swipe, and they weren't even that sus. It must be the time of day I play or Garavan currently level twenty three. Um, and then go responds back. What does that even mean? I just had a good belly looking at what your, your recent stream history, your full time Tarkov streamer. Why can't you just own that? Why are you even pretending your income doesn't directly depend on Tarkov? I feel bad for you. Stop blowing smoke. Uh, and then eventually he goes on, and some other people chime in. And then eventually Hayes says, I'll be the person to say I'm a variety streamer, but just so you know, I've streamed 12 different games in 2023 so far. Obviously, not much Tarkov. 2022, I streamed nearly 700 hours of New World and hosted my first ever subathon, which I deem a success. Also, please ignore my YouTube it is inconsistent. Miss quietly myself, actually. And I guess we should mention who Goat is quickly. Um, he is the infamous person who cheated on Tarkov to show how bad cheating was. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's not entirely accurate, but essentially he cheated via ESP, wiggled at players. Players will go back. If you haven't seen the video, it's got three million views. It's been it's circled. It's circled around quite a bit. If you haven't seen the video, how? <laughs> yeah. If if you search any time in like YouTube history of Tarkov, it's guaranteed to get recommended to you for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess something else happened after this, right? Yes. So there, there was some. I think. I mean, it looks like the full history, to be honest. There was some DMing that subsequently got on between Hayes and Goat, it seems. And so Hayes posts the next tweet up saying, "I hope these answers help with the research for your upcoming State of Tarkov video." And then he posts a <laughs> screenshot of the DM that Goat sent yeah. to him, and Goat says. <laughs> You are going to be featured in a State of Tarkov video soon. I wanted to give you 48 hours to respond. <laughs> is cheating a major problem in Tarkov currently? Have you reported any cheaters this wipe? In your opinion, has it gotten worse since wipe day? If you had to ballpark it, what percentage of your deaths are due to cheaters in the last three to four play sessions? And he says, <laughs> I find all this really strange, but I want to attempt to restart from the beginning between both of us, if you'd like. And he basically just says all the same things as we've said. I'm not going to read it all because it's just, is cheating a major problem in Tarkov? It depends who you ask. Ask the labs mains. Yes, I play on very low matching time servers, blah, blah, blah. I never play in the evenings. I don't really see any. Basically, is what he says. Have you reported any? Um, 
I, yeah, I know you watched me on Shaw. I get killed by what I thought might have been a cheater, so I reported them. I record the last five minutes. Uh, turns out he was on the beach next to the bridge and ran up to shoot me in the back. So the um, only death I can 100% say, uh, today was the only death where I can 100% say he was cheating. He shot me from cottage with 5.56A1, five, five, visible red tracers. So I've only reported two players I've had some suspicion of. The first wasn't cheating, that I'm aware of. The second was blatant. So it's basically like the same things as we've we're all, all talked. Basically saying, like, and he's the same as me, I can't really say it's gotten worse. They're obviously cheating in the game. I can't say it's, it's the worst it's ever been, because for me, it really hasn't. I played in wipes so where it's been much worse than this, but it's all based on my own experience. All that kind of stuff. So today he's like, Whatever you, you know, whatever you think about posting this up on Twitter, he, he posted them publicly, all of these, and said, uh, I hope these answers help you with your research. Which is kind of interesting. Um, obviously, that's sparked off a whole other set of conversations. Okay, so it's a very disingenuous way to represent our communication. And then they, yeah, they have a bit of a tiff about like Twitter stuff. But yeah, man, it's, it's kind of kind of crazy like i was not aware that goat was going to make another Tarkov video but i guess it sort of makes sense i mean what was he well, going to say why does it make sense sure. giga because he's the Tarkov wiggle man so True. it's easy for him to make a video about that because people expect him to talk about this and have some level of authority because he has a, a a hot take on it already which has proved extremely popular so it's probably easier for him to make a video it's, like this than anyone else i would say yeah he's he's established right yeah it's also interesting come wipe time that goats appearing appearing up in tarkov again right now he's Mm. you know doing the tarkov content i just really take offense that he accuses hayes of having financial bias when he says as someone's placing the alpha without any financial bias this is the worst ever been recent right like is it not in your best interest also to be like guys cheating's everywhere look at my video like i just think it's just really shitty what he did if i'm being honest like I I I don't really know Goat that well. I wouldn't even say I know him like moderately well, but you know, I've, I've interacted with him, you know, he seems fine. Um <laughs> I just can't I just don't know what's going on in his mind. Like, you know, if I'm gonna access my crystal ball mind reading powers, you know, I feel like he might have like some type of like, you know, righteous, holy justification for this. I you know, maybe that's going on. I don't know. Maybe he's some evil mastermind, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat there, you know, I, I don't know, but I just, I, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And like, Hayes, it's funny. Cause when we had Hayes on, I wanted to ask him, like hear it from him, like, you know, in a non accusatory way, like, Hey, Hayes, I noticed like, you're very positive about Tarkov. Like all of your posts, I, you, you know, you're usually very like upbeat about Tarkov. Um, you know what? What is that for you? Like, what? Why? Why is that? The you know, typically we see a lot of negative stuff. Why are you kind of different? You know, and I assume his answer is just like he just really likes Tarkov, which I think he said before on like his stream and chat. But you know, I wanted mm. to like g- get a little more personal with him. But uh, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just can't really like. Goats really put a like bad taste in my mouth, and I feel some like uh you know guilt and even shame for like defending him when he was getting a lot of flack initially for putting out the video you know i'm starting to really question a lot of things now i don't know these things for me are very separate right like i still think that he did a good job making the video i mean you can question his his reasons for making it but he was kind of the i still think it was the, the it was the right place the right time he was the perfect person to do it you know i he 
put a fire up BSG's ass, which is probably not necessarily a bad thing, to be totally honest with you. But this is like, this is new. This is something else. This is different. Um, I do think going after Hayes in particular is like, that's the thing that, I don't know, some, some people like, yeah, Hayes is super positive about the game, sure. But... Oh, I, I just think I the know, argument just, falls yeah. flat because, you know, basically his argument is like, oh, you're simping for BSG um, just so you'll make more money, which I, you know, I don't, I just don't know if that makes a lot of sense because like if you're, I mean, in some ways it kind of makes sense, right? But, you know, if, if the idea is like the logic is I have to be positive about this game so people will watch me, uh, you know, and the, and they'll watch me play this game like i mean uh, i like that makes sense right i don't really see you know some people like the reactionaries like your doctor disrespects right they they watch him just to see him rage right sure you may yeah. have your preference but i don't see like some plot like you know shadow corporation secret man like shady dealings like oh yeah if you're talking about the game and you know we'll sell more copies and we'll we'll uh you know, it's in your favor, you know, behind the doors. Like, you don't need to buy copies of the game to watch Hayes' stream or, like, like, you know what I mean? It's just, the, yeah. the argument makes no sense to me. Like, the yeah, only no, that, argument that, part of it that makes sense is, like, how you want to market yourself mm. to to people, right? Do you want to be, like, a really positive, you know, have chill vibes, you know, man, everything's peace and love, happiness? Or, you know, do you want to be a more reactionary? That's kind of how I see it, anyway. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. Um, I agree with that because I think the the linking between you know Hayes's financial standing with Tarkov, I think, has very little to do with, as you say, being positive about BSG. Like you, you could make if you're being like super cynical. The worst things that you can say about it is that someone who's extremely positive is always just trying to like you know keep in good standing with BSG so that they're featured as part of any Twitch sure. events for tournaments or whatever, right? Like that, that's that's probably like the worst merit. thing that you can say. And maybe that does have merit. And you know what? If you're a Tarkov creator and you're not thinking about those things, mm -hmm. and it's like your your business, like, well, then, I don't know. Like, that's your decision to make, right? Yeah. It's like you you potentially risk being cut out of those things because, like it or not, BSG has known to take, like, personal grudges against people. They don't act like a regular corporation, honestly. They they act like, well, it's, it's Nikita, you know? So if you shit on the game, you're less likely to get opportunities for the game. It's just the truth. So you can't really blame anybody for acting in that way but that's if you're you know taking quite a cynical view and being like oh well that's the only reason that they're being positive as opposed to the other things that you said like you know just your whole stream vibe and blah blah blah. like i'm normally pretty positive about the game i feel like i you know i'm critical of the design choices they make but you know you see some big streamers who are extremely critical I mean, a lot of the, the big streamers you know talk about brain dead devs and stuff all the time right and they have huge followings and um it's just like, yeah, those, those two things don't necessarily correlate together. Whereas, as you point out, sort of a bit of a little bit of hypocrisy here in the fact that Goaty is actually correct in saying that his livelihood does not depend on Tarkov. However, if an opportunity comes up in Tarkov mm -hmm. to discuss something, talking about how good the cheating situation is probably won't really do anything for him. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, he feels very strongly about the cheating topic, clearly. Um, and that also aligns with the financial incentive to make a video about the state of the game while it's a hot topic. 
those two right. things are, are interrelated right and like one doesn't invalidate the other either like he can feel strongly about it which is why he originally got involved with this he got involved with the whole cheating thing by actually helping people get unbanned right if we remember so before i don't know it's like it's, it's so complicated there's these things these two people are people right and you can mm-hmm. accuse them of this and the other i do think he's being shitty to Hayes because yeah. Hayes is a nice guy and doesn't deserve it honestly that's my that's my take he doesn't deserve it leave <laughs> Hayes alone um but outside of that like he, you know, Goat has a financial incentive to make a video about the terrible cheating state in Tarkov. Mm-hmm. He also probably feels strongly about the topic and wants to make it. Like, those two things both stand yeah, separately. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's the case. And those two things together probably contribute to his um, incentive to, to make it. So, yeah, fine. But that's okay. Like, whatever, you know? It's, he's, he's a content creator at the end of the day, so he doesn't rely on Tarkov. But if an opportunity comes up, then, like, he'd be silly not to take it. Based on the previous history that he's done, yeah, yeah, I just wish he wasn't quite so aggressive with uh, with my boy, but you know, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, that's just uh, it's just crazy, like people fighting on the internet about this kind of stuff, and I, I do think Hayes has been extremely respectful. To oh, be fair, I would argue for the most part, right? Too and generous, he's, like gone over and above for answering all these questions uh, and stuff. So you know, fair play, he's tried to ride the high road at least. Um, I know there's a there's a whole like tiff section in the in the thread. I didn't read it all, but about muting him and stuff but you know if, if you're getting crap from somebody and you just don't want to deal with it then i think yeah. it's fair muting somebody's fair enough um anyway it's uh yeah all of these lovely things all flare up around the whole cheating situation it's it's fantastic yeah fantastic's a word um I'm trying to think if there's anything else i really want to say on the topic yeah i guess uh, I guess one thing that's just kind of interesting is you remember how he was calling one peg a, a simp, a developer simp, and the, mm. um, it's just interesting now. Hayes is under attack, right? Which I think aligns much. If you were to like make that argument, right? I think you are much closer in alignment. Choosing Hayes as your target versus one peg. In my oh opinion. yeah, I mean one peg is one of the worst. <laughs> the worst target so that's a very low base <laughs> yeah which i don't know if that was just like you know i assume it was just a i don't know just a mistake on his part but he got a lot of backlash for that so mm-hmm. it's i think it's gonna be i had to talk about it like this but i think it's gonna be interesting to see how yeah it sounds so shit to talk about man but now that haze is the new target, how that will be presented as far as backlash or not criticism yeah. or not you know what the biggest mm-hmm. problem with the internet and all of this stuff is is that people love negative negativity and they get drawn into negativity which is why yeah. people like the cheaters thing not not like it but they 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 read about it and follow it and watch what people say when they're talking about it right people love to read about horrible things that are happening and people love drama too which is why this ends up getting so much traction and I, I do like thought, drama. It, it's a bit <laughs> crappy, right? It's a bit crappy. It's, it's, it's crappy the way that he's, he's responded, but I don't really, in some ways, there's a part of me that doesn't really blame Goat for the way that he approaches these things too, right? Whips up into a big frenzy, gets some backlash about one peg, choosing the one target, whatever. One peg makes a video in response, it like whips up into this like big feud, and then they make friends. But in the meantime, they've like, you know, farmed crazy amounts of impressions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like I, there's, there's a part of it which is like, from a content business perspective, mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't want to do it. But sure, you can you see probably, you probably get more popular by being that way, being aggressive, 
calling mm -hmm. people out, even if you're wrong, actually. And then, like, I'm not saying necessarily the goat's doing that, although I think in this situation it's uncalled for. But you do tend to find that there's that, there's a, you know, a, this big block of creators who make their way and make waves by, yeah, being a pain in the ass. And that's how they attract, like, they attract both bad and good attention on themselves but just whip everything up into a frenzy. So, you know, Hayes probably just needs to lean into it. Like maybe, maybe I should try and get myself, you know, I could be really positive about the game and just like shill it super hard and then get people to attack me. And then I can just like make a response video and stuff. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just easy. Right? I'm like, oh, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing it all wrong. I'm like, uh, I'm too, I'm too in the middle. So I'm, you know, I don't get anybody coming over to attack me. I just, I need to get more haters. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like cheating is, one of the few things that's not um ex it's experiential right it's we don't have any like real data right mm. um so you end up off your experience and, and you know if you know this about like how we you know our belief system and things like this like experience is like a really strong you know you can have experience and like that just shapes your belief um i, I guess a classic example is like someone their their son died in a car accident um, and by happenstance, they had us, they had their seatbelt on and the seatbelt is what prevented, you know, what was part of the reason they died. Right. Like if they didn't have their seatbelt, maybe they would have survived. Right. So they take that belief, despite that the facts say otherwise, like seatbelts mm. say, you know, lives way more, but they're like anti seatbelts. Right. But since we don't have like the facts here, we're sort of like have these beliefs based off our experiences. And so if you're over here raising your flag, like, oh my God, cheaters are worse. They're ruining the game. BSG's involved. Shadow Corporation. You're like, hey, that's my experience. I, you're validating my beliefs. I like that. Go team red. And then, you know, you're mm. over here in the opposite. And, you know, it's, it's like, you see this in like politics, man, which is like, it's really bad. <laughs> like I hate it so much. Things get weaponized. It's awful. And, and this is the other funny thing. Probably the last thing was, I'll say is, um, even goats like original sixty percent number, like it was. What did he say? It was like in every raid you, in sixty percent of the raids you play, there's at least one cheater, right? Yeah, that's what he said. And it's you know, it's kind of, it's an interesting way to to present your findings because it's a little wonky in the wording. But if you try to like break it down, and I can't really do the math, you might be able to help me. But like if. Let's say on average, there's like 12 PMCs in the raid, right? You know, obviously maps vary in size. If like half the time there's a cheater in there, so that's like what, 24 players, right? We're not including like player scouts or whatever. So one in 24 is cheating. That's like what? Uh, one divided by 24. Point zero, uh, 4%? I did that right? Roughly. Which yeah. is like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's really good, in my opinion. That's really good, dude. Yes. I, I like, I, I don't know. It was a low estimate, right? It was originally a low estimate as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the stat is shown, like, if it was, you know, 4% of players are cheating, that doesn't sound anywhere near as good as 60%. Right. And it's YouTube is all about marketing. You don't get a 3 million view video by saying 4% of players are cheating. Dude, like, this is the game. This is the game. Go to not... the game. I will, I will tell you. Go yeah, to the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no. His video is really good. Right? Like, his video is great. And the entertainment good value? And this, is, this is part of what it takes to become a good creator. If yeah. you're making that type of thing, you need to, like, you need to have something to bring people in and a statistic that people can, you know, be drawn in by. And that's part of the, that's part of it. I don't, I don't blame him for that, honestly. I actually mm -hmm. don't. 
just the way people are. You can't yeah. change people. Hey, hey, don't hate, don't hate the player, man. <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> All right, we, on. we gotta wrap this bad boy up here in a few okay. seconds. Um, yeah, so I propose the Giga that we do just as like a one off. Hey, let's do like uh, because we did like what top 10 weapons of patch 13 0 last swipe or something that was fun. So I was like, hey, they got the presets, let's do like top five presets, whatever. And maybe we'll probably, I guess, we'll revisit it later in wipe once like progression is increased because it's kind of hard right now. Like, I tried to do my top five that were like around level 15 20 ish you know mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of tricky like it's <laughs> i got uh, i guess we'll get into it I, so you want to do like i'll just do my five and then we'll switch to like what you got for yours sure sure yeah okay. are you using the new the new thing are you gonna be showing? i'm using the new thing baby the new, the new tech. Thing. so we, we, we were like gonna do this new in. tech thing and then basically church proposed this idea and then like i yeah, I totally forgot about it. So, like, Church has got been doing this uh, awesome overlay. So, anybody's watching on where's this going to be? This is not on. This is not on my my stream. This is going to be on YouTube later. So, anyone's watching there will be able to see like Church's view. But uh, I didn't get it sorted on my side, so I'll just be talking through mine. But uh, yeah, go for it. Go, you you start and you show yours, and then we'll we'll see. It's a test. It's a test. A test. Um, but I have to stall because. I forgot my game blocked me out because I was AFK for too long. <laughs> so, uh, spilling in air, uh, Tarkov, uh, S- uh, SVT, uh, Topi, please nerf, uh, or don't nerf. <laughs> I was telling Giga, uh, did I mention this at the start of the cast? I don't even remember. I think anyway, you did. I think you said to me before. I think I, yeah, I think I did mention it, but yeah, I, I was gonna do a shoreline raid just quickly because I was waiting for the armor core release and, uh, I just like brought an SVT to shoreline, popped the SJ6 raid, and planted my SV98 and tool, and then went to pier, fought a guy, killed him. Two other players showed up, killed them both. I got shot in the head and like somehow survived. Like, well, he had a class four, he had an AKFP ammo, so it wasn't like that. Like, I got lucky per se, but I tried to like sprint by the door and jump, but I hit the like canopy above me. So my head went punk and I went straight down, and I think that's how he shot me. I don't know. Maybe they're equal. It was funny. You got to remember the 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 classic the stat about class four, right? Which is that even if you get shot with PP and it pens, you still don't die. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. All right, here it is. Wait, now, boom! The first and only kit. (laughs) Uh. It's two SVT, SVTs, Giga. Two SVTs? Yeah, well, that was the sniper one. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's it's a meme kit. All right, the first real one. I'm going to start at the bottom of the stack, okay? This is what I call SVT Rat, okay? This is the get shit done, all right? You're trying to do some quests? This is, this is the kit for you, okay? So standard, you know, SVT 40, no special scopes. We're just going, you know, raw SVT. Uh, we got a backup. Our pistol is the P- PB pistol, the suppressed pistol. You say church. Why do that? Well, it's very cheap. Okay. I mean, it's dirt cheap. It's suppressed. So if you got like a little cheeky scab walking by, you know, you don't want to like make a lot of noise. You can pull out the pistol, do like pew pew. Uh, could come in handy. It's for what, what you're paying. It's really cheap. And if you ever get in a situation where you're completely out of ammo and you're fighting a guy, you know, you could 
do the quick swap with the pistol, which I have included pistols in these builds. I've been bringing them. I haven't used the quick swap yet. We'll see if when I use it, if it's going to save me my life or not. But <laughs> it seems super <laughs> niche. I'm not sure if it's worth uh, yeah, so we got the basic M32, the Balaclava. You can put whatever you want. I'm, I'm just always a Balaclava user. Uh, for armor, I went with the Paco. And Interesting. For the rig, I went with the CSA. And for the backpack, I have the sling. Now, why those choices? Here's why. Okay, here's, here's the goal of it. Okay. We are trying to. Go straight in, run to our quest, do what we need to do, and get out. Okay, maybe we lose a scav and we upgrade. But the idea is the PACA you insure, the sling you insure. So when it comes back to insurance, instead of using those again, which, I mean, you can if you want to, but you're going to use them in the hideout crafts. So they serve some use in the raid, and then when you get back, and they come back, you throw them in the crafter, you know, because you're going to need Aramid. Or Ragman eventually. It's quite some time away, but you'll need it eventually. Um, and then, yeah, you can craft the slings to Kodoras, make some money. Uh, got a spare mag, got a painkiller uh, in the Gamma. I like to leave it very empty. So very, you know, if you got a standard account, what is it, Alpha, may want to leave it even more empty, but I just have an IFACT, a uh, uh, Kalak B, and a stack of LPS ammo. Um, so we got, you know, it's not the idea is you loot a scav. Hopefully he's got a backpack, right? It, this this mm. is the interesting thing, right? Let's say he's got a be better rig. It's take up more space. You take the CSA rig, put it in the sling because it'll fit right in the sling. And now your yeah. sling goes from a two by, two by three to a... It goes from holding six slots to holding ten slots, okay? So you Because you fill everything in the rig and then put that in there and then you wear the scavs rig. Like maybe it's a Tarzan yeah. rig or whatever. The dream is you get a backpack, but, you know, we're going dirt cheap, hyper-efficient, and then obviously the SVT's there uh, to make us formidable against players, because, I mean, the help, if you, as long as you can get the two shots on them up close, like, the thing with the SVT I find, I was talking to Giga earlier, is just that up close, it just shreds. Like, those players I fought, all of them were, like, within, like, five meters. Like, it was five to ten meters. Like, it just shredded them. You know, they just did no chance. Um, maybe if they had better ammo, it would have been a bit of a... Like, if they had B, BP or PP in their mm. AKs. Uh, the other guy had a Keter, so he kind of, like, stood no chance. Unless he Were you me, running but... Packer in that raid? No, I was running the the Class 4 uh, rig, rat rig. Okay. Yeah. 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 This is, like, minimum, mid-max, times squared, you know? It's, like, maximum... Output for minimum cost. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want to get buckshotted, but yes. everything else is just going to let in. Yeah. We're yeah. throwing away everything except for our gun, trying to upgrade as best we can, but namely get in, get out. Okay. Uh, next one. I guess we'll just go to the next one. It's another S80 40 kit. I'm sorry, dude. This gun's too good. All right. <laughs> This is the shoreline kit I basically read. It's, you know, M32s. We, we upgraded. We actually got a helmet this time. We got the Ratnik, of course. Uh, we got, we got the Ratnik, I presume. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been do, doing good about doing that. I've just been kind of lazy. But 
You, you should be doing that. I will say, right, most of the time, especially in US evening, bleachers have been like 15, 16K. Yeah, those have been pretty close. Uh, so I bought a bunch when they were 12. Um, yeah, one if you time, can do that. I was like, oh, so I grabbed a ton. But the rest of the time, I've just been like, I might as well just buy from Prabhu. Like, there's no point buying these off from the flea. Um, yeah, so again, we got the SVT for you, but this time we brought in the PU scope. To give us some flexibility because you can take it on and put it off in, in raid. You know, it takes a, there's an animation, but it's there. Uh, I brought I've been bringing in the PL15, and like I said, I haven't had the chance to pull it out and use it, but I use this gun for stir up, and mm. eventually the, the first two kills I got just fine, but I did the third one later, like more recently in Factory, and it was just a, I just had a rough time just with all the shenanigans going on um anyways it's optional don't not necessarily something you need to include okay onto the rigs we got the rat rig of course the class four you're gonna notice a trend um a lot of these kits do include some of the similar things like you know the rat nick helmet the rat rig it's the good stuff though it's the good it's you know don't like as much as i want to be creative i also want to be practical and you know bsgs this is the options we got, so it's yeah. it's it's hard to go wrong. Like my advice is, anytime you you have an opportunity, check Ragman and buy a rat rig. Like I got six of them in my stash, probably. So it's it's the way to go, because um, it just gives you like for the price you're paying, it gives you a fair amount of protection. Um, yes, yeah. Story I for mean, it. just like the tiniest tangent. I just think it's almost unfortunate we've ended up going back to the rat rig. Right, it used to be like fifty yeah. k was the cheap one. Then they brought in these cool other rigs, which had like good barters and stuff. You could only like buy one or whatever. And then they just increased the price of all the barters and then increased the rat rig to seventy k. But all the other barters are like eighty. So it's like we're now just back to the way we were. Yeah. Except these other barters exist, and the rat rig is twenty k more. <laughs> it's almost unfortunate. Yeah, because even some of like the class four armors. Um, you got that mountain camo one. Mm. Um, like, yeah, it's a class four and like it has 55 durability, which you think, oh, that must means it's better. It's like, no, because it's like ceramic, I think. So it's like effective durability is lower than the rat rigs because it's yeah. uh, Titan. So, and then it costs the same as the rat rig. So, like, unless you need a specific rig configuration or you yeah. want to, you know, it just, it's just kind of. And that's the thing, Tricky. the rat rig's okay, like, four two-by-ones and four one-by-ones. Like, right. the Ule is, like, the one that's kind of borderline, because it's, like, four two-by-ones and two one-by-ones, it's, like, oh, it's a bit tight, you know, and it's ceramic, and but it is cheap. But, yeah, these, like, the single individual armors, like the one you buy from Ragman, which is 80,000, I think, and it's the ceramic class four, it's just, no, there's just no point. You may as well buy the rat rig instead. Um, yep, so that's, that's the rat rig, uh... We got a spare mag. You could bring multiple, but just got one for here. A frag grenade because you never know when you just need to eat something and run away. <laughs> I got my clip by side of you. You know, some PMC shoots at you. You get behind cover. You're just like, yeet, and then just run. <laughs> I love it, dude. Every time. We got the cat. Army bandage. I really like bringing in army bandages just to save on the resource because um, I do have a Salewa. You could obviously swap it for a car kit. Um it's yeah i just i kind of hate it's like if you i think it's on your video if you bring a car kit like sometimes you want to have a ifac or something in the container yeah which um like pre-injector case yeah yeah and like 
you know, I feel like with the Soleil way, you can get away of not having it in your container because, like, mm. the thing with the IFAX is you can use them in a craft later to make AFAX. So if you keep them in your container and you use them down to, like, you know, two, two, you know, 10 or whatever, then you can throw them in a craft, you can get, like, really good value. Whereas, like, if you ever want to like, swap that out for another item, it's just like, well, you're losing out on that value. You know, maybe the item's worth more in the end, anyways. It's just, I just, it, it, you know, brain wants to do things. So I typically go with Salewas. And plus, they, you know, do pretty good on uh, healing heavy, heavy bleeds. I mean, you don't want to do it, but if you ever need to. Um, yeah. Like, if you can barter for the Salewas as well, yeah. then it's not actually that much more of a leap, but you have to be on it. Otherwise, they cost a lot more. Yeah, and you only can do one, at least with the raid, or paid, whatever it's called, the, the mm. uh, roach spray. You can only do one per reset, and it's you save a little bit of money, but it is kind of tricky. So, um, yep. And then in the container, I mean, we got we got painkillers, right? And aniline painkillers, the the classics, and then then the painkiller just got Vaseline, Splint, uh, Calic B, CMS, and a stack of ammo. You know, pretty standard stuff. Um, it's interesting because I find I don't use the painkillers all that often, like in the container, like the big ones, but I do kind of want them there just simply because if things go south, you know, you want to have that option. Um, yeah. So moving on to the next tier, we're kind of moving up here. Got the AKSU. I mean, was there any other option really? I mean, there, there is, but. This AK is just too good, man. You can buy it off the flea, relatively cheap. Make sure it's the UB, okay, because you get the most hidden stats value, okay? The most tightest spread, the most convergence by 0.01, okay? It all matters. Just trust me, bro. Same same setup. You know, we got the M32, the Ratnik helmet, mask, pistols to back up. The AKS-74 UB is, is, you know, fairly modded. The interesting thing is, like, the... XRSU, the handguard slash rail, that's it's on yeah. top. There's, because you get it from a quest, you get like one or two, mm. they get dumped on the flea, and then that drives the price down, because there's, you know, a higher supply. So you can get them actually, like, not all that expensive. They'll probably go up as more people start getting closer to the Punisher quest line. Um, unfortunately. But, uh, uh you know, it's it's there, but anyways, we got that slapped on the laser, slapped on the CAC foregrip to give you a little bit more ergo. We got the suppressor. The suppressor's also fairly cheap. Rubber butt pad because I got it from Gunsmith. Unlock um, the saw grip. Give us a little bit more ergo. And yeah, I mean it's whatever sight you want. Flashlight. It's not all that expensive. It fires really stable. I mean the UB is just like you want like a go to kind of gone don't really have to think too much about it i'd say that's like the way to go yeah you did you buy did you suppress it did you say yeah i bought the when i build it the parts it was cheaper to build it individually not do the barter or buy it from prepper straight up because was i think it's like 70 or 80k yeah something like that from him this was like the the, marginally cheaper yeah the pbs suppressor is pretty cheap actually i think it it all depends on the cost of the ub on the flea because that's where you have to get it right like you can't buy the ub any other way so if people are all sweating out for the ub then it can get pricey but otherwise yeah you've always got that backup it's quite nice you've got an option there to buy it from crap or now because i don't it used to just be the barter i think and now you can buy it in cash 
Yeah, I wonder when they did that. You know, I think it was this wipe. I think. Really, that's interesting. I think because I don't remember it being there because you could buy it like straight away as well. Yeah. Um, and I did my you know level one suppressed weapons, and it made it into that because it was like right from day one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Available for day here. One. Yeah, like it's a bit expensive. It's like twenty percent of all your starting cash, <laughs> but it's a good. I mean, it's a good gun. Yeah. yeah. The uh, XRSU handguard is really cool as well. I had somebody ask me on stream, they're like, how did you get the optics so close to your face on the 74U? And I was like, oh, it's this handguard because it gives you the rail at the back. You don't need to use the B10 mount. Or is it B- B14 mount? I can't remember. The, um, the little mount at the, near the front. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can do it with the rail as well, to be fair. You don't need the, that handguard necessarily, but it's just good for recalls. You could, you could put like an Axiom Cobra on it or something. B18 mount. So thank you, chat, for it great to me but um yeah you could put b18 mount on it as well but uh, yeah a lot of people just use like that top mount with the normal the normal one and that's uh, makes it quite far forwards which is a bit you know i'm not that keen yeah good gun um we, again combined with the rat rig we got a grenade we got salewa this time though i'm opting for adrenaline i haven't i think i've maybe ran it once i'm not sure if i got the i don't think i got to use it um but since, you know, the, I mean, I think you talked about this, Giga, so, you know, I won't spend too mm-hmm. much time on this, but since painkillers are bad now, as we all have concluded, um, we don't want to be on them, so, unless it's absolutely necessary. So adrenaline's actually pretty good, because it only lasts 60 seconds, which is 20 seconds less than your red, regular analing painkillers, um, and you get, like, a bunch of bonuses, recoil control, movement speed, strength. Uh, sorry, endurance strength uh, heals you a tiny bit. You know, it's not a lot, but um, you know, it basically you get shot at. Oh shit! Pop my thing. You know, fight back or run, whatever you want to do. You got, you got. I think it's pretty good. It uses two seconds versus the painkillers. Are they five seconds or th- I think they're three seconds actually. Yeah, I think it's three seconds. Uh, I, imagine, I can't remember. Really? I think it's three. So it's a little bit faster. That sounds that sounds really short. Are they are oh, they are three. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it oh. doesn't feel like it though. I'll get, I'll say that. Not when you need it. Yeah. Like, damn it! Get the get it. Just get it out of there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, but so we got the cack and the bandage, day pack, backpack. Um, you could use the workout if you like that. I just go with the day pack because it's lighter, even though it has penalties, which uh, uh, mm-hmm. pretty. Pretty standard stuff again. We got an IFAC in the container, Calic B, Vaseline, Splint, CMS, stack of ammo, the usual stuff. Okay. You got two slots if you want to bring in a dock case, which by the way, there's a lot of keys on streets, and I have two dock cases <laughs> for my streets around wow. just so I could get, you know, there's keys in the like one's completely full of keys, the other one's got maybe half full of keys, but then you got all that space for all the random bake easy books and whatever <laughs> you know good stuff great uh, okay moving on uh which number was that was that one that was number out? three three okay number four okay the g36 okay it's the exact same kit but we have a g36c okay it's literally the exact same kit um i <laughs> i wish i could be like more creative but it's just like i can't really I don't know, just feel confined to use the stuff that's good, you know. Uh sorry, no STM this but which well anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll just go over the build because the kit's literally the exact same uh, as far as the gun build goes. Uh right. So you know, G36C, I think you forget it from Peacekeeper 2. 
I think mechanic too, you can buy the recoil stock. I didn't have that when I made this, but now I do. So that's an option if you want to get a little bit more recoil. Um, pretty standard stuff. We got a sights. We got the RK. It was this RK4, which is pretty pretty good. I think there's a better one you can get later on. Uh, just slapped on the flashlight on the side, and the new sight on top. And for the muzzle, I went with the shirt or is a war comp, whatever. Yeah, surefire war comp, whatever you get from like skier. I think it is, and then yeah, that's the skier surefire. Yeah. Yeah, and I did that, and then I, I, I'm preference to prefer the mini monster, uh, simply for the extra ergo. Like you don't, I mean, yes, the recoil from like the other ones is nice, but since the gun's already so vertical, vertical in this recoil, like you just basically are when you change the recoil when you lower it, you're just lowering how far you have to pull down, like or whatever, you know. So it's for me, I like the mini monster not you know not because i want to be different or look how special i am my gun's cool <laughs> okay maybe a bit of that but you know <laughs> that's why i like the mini monster there's a barter too on skier i think you think it's like a oh i can't remember oh a vsh tape tape which right now yeah. it's not worth doing they're pretty expensive but at some some point it's usually worth doing i'm not sure mm. why it's expensive maybe hide some hideout thing i'm sure yeah, it's kind of expensive. I think the VHS is used for something else, which um, uh, it kind of. I think it is anyway. Let me let me just find it for a second. Where is it? This is called the Cyborg Killer, isn't it? <laughs> I can't find it. Where's where is it on the wiki? That's really annoying. Ugh. No, I was just intrigued because you reminded me. Um, yeah, it's the dog tag case. That's the one. Oh. They changed and that? people you can just like yeah so it's now not the USBs it's now military flash drive and a video cassette with the cyborg killer movie oh, and I think you man. can actually just cycle it so I think you can buy from Jaeger and sell it to therapist and I think you that still makes money doing that <laughs> so on. that's why it's like that's why it keeps the price of the VHS quite high I guess yeah one thing that I was intrigued about though like yeah it costs a little bit more but you just you just made me think about it actually which I hadn't really thought about before which was I normally go like regular monster or rc2 and just don't change the stock but if you change the stock you lose some ergo but you gain like five yeah. or you get a bunch of recoil i can't remember exactly what it is in percentage mm-hmm. um i'll have to go and check but um then if you go mini monster you lose a bit of recoil but then you gain the ergo back and i i'm not sure which way around is ends up being better because like you get a lot of ergo for the mini monsters you it might actually be optimal and like yeah you pay a bit more for the suppressor and a bit more for the stock but it's gonna be maybe a better gun overall i can't really remember it might be simply because the ergo change is flat whereas the percentage you know the recoil is a additive percentage off the base so you you know it might be more diminishing returns going one way than the other yeah because like mini monster is seven percent and the regular monster is nine but the ergo is seven versus 16 so you you gain Probably, what yeah. is that nine ergo yeah but lose two re two percent recoil whereas the stock when you swap the stock over you, you go from 27 to 32 percent so you gain five percent recoil mm-hmm. and you lose six ergo so doing the overall combo you probably gain three ergo and you gain what did i say is that five and that was two mm-hmm. so you gain three percent so you gain three percent recoil and two ergonomics by doing that switch but it's going to cost you 
Mini Monsters 45k, I think, so it's going to cost you 15. So it's probably 30k overall to gain two recoil and three ergo. It's no, no, that's probably right, fairly doing. priced. Is that yeah. fairly priced, maybe? I mean, maybe. it's like an extra four grip. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you could just put an extra four grip on your Just gun. on the side. Just like... <laughs> like you got the canted one and just the regular one right beneath it. It's like, oh, yeah. which one do I... <laughs> you just and grab them that makes the it makes the G36C really short because yeah. the, well, the mini monster doesn't <laughs> extend the gun, right? Because it's, but that's it's good the for the opponents. <laughs> it is, but I think it, the actual physical, I think, I don't think yeah, the physical length is. of the gun matters. I think it's the block size of the gun that matters for um, clipping, I think. Somebody tested yeah. this and told me in chat at one point. I never tested oh, it myself. Oh, I see. But I think the I think the block size determines the clipping. I think I'd, I'd need to go and check that actually. But either which way, it's shorter. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, yeah. And maybe helps around you know dorms or something. I could have done with that when I was doing my dorm skills. Um. Yeah. So that's basically it. I mean, it's like I said, it's the exact basically the exact same kit as the AK, but we swap out for G36. So it's kind of whatever you prefer, uh, or quest related, I guess. So. The final one I got is called Silent But Deadly. Now, this one is the Ooh. true RP or enjoyers, okay? The true tactical, all right? But I want to warn you, it's you know a little pricey, okay? So the idea is, you know, you got a quest, you really want to get it done, but you want to be, like, as prepared as possible, okay? Here's what you do, okay? You buy the SVT, get on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got the M32s, okay? This time we've upgraded to the U-Lock. We're going big, okay? We want wow. to protect ourselves from that crazy headshot. Hopefully they don't have something like a LPS. Actually, yeah, no, you would die with LPS, yeah. Hopefully they don't have an SVT and hit you in the helmet. But you, you should be able to stop 90% of rounds this time of wipe, okay? Maybe more like 80, I don't know. Results will vary. <laughs> okay, you got Get your balaclava. For your primary, I went with the MP5SD. That is an interesting choice. Yes. So I wanted to do the STM, but I looked, I crunched the numbers, and I've determined that STM is not good. <laughs> it's not good. Dude, this is the thing that, like, irks me, right? Is, like, mm. with, with, like, how they balance stuff, right? They, did, they, do, the, they do the rework on all the uh, guns, right? But, like, the STM, it has more horizontal than the MP5. But, like, you would think, like, it's single fire, like, it should be good at, like, you know, I just, uh, it just irks me, man. Like, it's, like, it's just not good. Like, there's just no, there's just no reason to use it. Absolutely none. Like, <laughs> who cares that it snaps to center faster? Like, it just doesn't really matter, dude. Just use the MP5, okay? <laughs> You're, like, trading, you know, twice the, you're trading like half your rate of fire for like something that snaps back to the center slightly faster i don't even think it has less recoil on like the actual stats so it's just like it doesn't make any sense i can feel a very small but loud angry niche <laughs> bubbling up already <laughs> i want to use my stm and feel good about it okay um yes yeah, so mp5 sd you know if you if you do the quest from peacekeeper i think it's like a better I don't know. I didn't really look at it. It might be cheap. Maybe you know. It might be cheaper than building it outright from like Peacekeeper. Oh, yeah, it normally is. I, if it's the same as before, I think it's scrap metal. Scrap metal. Yeah. Another one where you have to mark the T 
whatever tanks on shoreline. Once you've done that, if they didn't change it, which I don't think they did, I kind of like whipped through all of those and I was like, oh, I can buy it now. And then, yeah, you can buy it from him for like $450 or something. It's like, it's pretty cheap, actually. Given that you don't need to do anything to it, like it can't take a foregrip, it's not allowed. It's already got a muzzle device on it. You just need to put a sight on it and a laser. That's it. Yeah. Very cost effective for what you get, actually. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's part of the reason why I went with it too. I mean, it's not exactly cheap. Like, I think I had to build outright. So it's around like, once you, I mean, it gets more expensive once you factor in the sites and everything, but it's like a hundred k plus. Um, but it's not you know, too bad though. Like it's yeah. I mean, but we yeah. got a flashlight, we got a nice sight. You know, we're not really compromising too much. Now, I am using PSTGZH. Once I get yeah. APC, I'll <laughs> get <could> just <laughs> once I get, listen. I may have shot at three different PMCs and may have not killed them, but. I survived, and they also survived. So it's a win-win. You know, I was just, like, warning them, don't come over here. I got a really fast-shooting BB, okay? <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's 25 recoil. The hidden, you know, the, the hidden stance are, are pretty good, and you, it shoots fairly well. I mean, I like it for taking out scavs. The one downside, it's not that accurate. Um, well, it's not that precise. You, you can land a lot of shots on target. But depending on how far out you go, the MOA is 7.78, which is just not ideal for like 50 plus for like precision single shots. So sometimes like scavs are a little iffy. But to compensate for that, we have the VPO 215. Now, I included the as suppressor. Well. Yes, as well. We're bringing in two guns. Okay. So we got the MP5 for like close to mid, and then we got the VPO for long. Now, the other bonus with the VPO is we can do shooterborne with this. So we're mid-maxing, right? Because I mean, we got the MP5, you know, what are we going to do if we're pinned the guys far away, whatever? Like, you know, we're going to want to take an opportunity to get the shooterborne done. I mean, you got to get five of them on every map. So we got that with the sights. I went with the Trihawk because you get two from the quest and there's a ton of them being dumped on the flea market and it's really cheap. It's like a three X. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like it, I like it. The only thing I don't like is a sensitivity, but that's near here nor there. You can choose to put a suppressor on it. I did include it, include it for the thematic build, but it's fairly expensive. I don't know if it's worth doing. It's an option. Okay. But we're silent, but daily. So we got to have the suppressor. And of course we got the PL 15 pistol because why not? You know, this it's optional. Okay. The, the and one the pistol. And the pistol. My word. Three guns. Three shit. guns. You're dude. balling out of control. <laughs> the one thing I will say, uh, you could substitute the MP5 for the Keter B if you want more DPS in quotation marks. Because the it does shoot faster. Um, it's not as uh, stable, but it does shoot faster. And there's a round you can get at uh, Pepper 2 that has like 28 pin or something. Um, which is you know, it's 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 a step up from PSTGH, but the damage is really low, it's like 39. I forget what it's called. Oh, well, PM PBM, yeah, and it's some if. There's basically two routes you go. You could go that if you want, like, something that might be able to get, well, like, should do better against, like, class three armors. Um, but, like, you know, my thought is I'm going to use this low recoil gun to get headshots with, like, the MP5. But 
if you want to do leg meta, you could do some of the other rounds. Like SP7 is pretty good. Um, I don't think you can get SP8 till quest or buy it or craft it or something. But SP8 is apparently level two now. Oh, okay. Well, but I think it, I think it, one of one of the leg meta guns is uh, leg meta ammo's is quest lock. But there's options out yeah, there. SP7 if you want. is quest locked. Glory to uh, okay, as well. that's the one. I'm, I got it mixed PSV, up. Well, that's the yeah. That's actually the damage one. That's the I'm just looking at the chart. That's the highest damage one in number eighteen. That's seventy seven. Second most damaging PSV, 69 damage, and it's also the, the fun internet number, and that's Jaeger level 1. Okay, the yeah, PSV, PSV is the, the, leg, the leg boy. The way to go, yeah. It's an option. I think there was, yeah, I think, I think those are the only two that really... You could do an AK, but I just, I don't know, at that point, the... the your weight starts becoming an issue. You, mm. you got, you already got the, like you dropped the two one fifteen at that point. Cause now you got something that's a little bit better range. Anyways, moving on to the armors. Um, I went with the Anna M two. So I bought this off the flea, but if you get rag two, there's some like, okay. Barters. I think the better barter to do is the M one rig. Um, because you can take your, if you're like me, I'm saving all of my Aquamaris and uh, Kavas, and I drink them like one out of sixty, and I'll just use them for yeah. two barter. And it's a good, That's right. yeah. You get That's more right three, I think. Now. Oh, is it shit? Well, I'm gonna have a lot of barters when I get there. But you could <sighs> buy. You could just. This is the other thing. You can craft it if you want. Like you could do the. There's a craft on Lavatory Three that takes two of the class three uh body armors from prapper which you can get for a barter from prapper via a oh, the propane, propane tank. oh yeah that's the 6b23 green boy yeah so if you want to mm. like craft it for yourself to use that's an option i i personally just buy the armor because i just want something to last me a little bit longer in raid in case we take multiple shots from low caliber rounds um so that's why we upgraded the rig. Also more looning space, which I like. And we got the mechanism because it's a really big backpack. Yes, you can't fit, you know, it's a little awkward to fit some stuff in, but it holds a lot of slots. It doesn't weigh a lot. It's also hipster, so it's right up my alley, right there <laughs> with the STM9. And you're going to want to bring spare ammo, for sure. PSTZH, like two stacks, bare minimum. And the ammo's really cheap, so, you know, feel free to swap it out with, like, a power cord, for example. Because that's, like, 40k you can just throw inside of your hideout for crafting. And, yeah, that's the silent but deadly Giga Chad get shit done. But th this is the key, though, is, like, you, you get maximum value with the, with the shooter born when the opportunity rises. Loot everything and everything. Okay, fill your bag up. You just take your time, right? You just move slowly. This isn't like, you know, the, the, S, the SVT rat. This is where you just, like, rush to the pocket watch over and over, you know. <laughs> Whatever, like, you know, you got to play at the SV98. This is this the, this the kit, you know. You just don't care. Boom. But this one, Silent But Deadly, you know, we're taking it nice and easy. You know, we're between tactical, you know. We're not very methodical. That, that's, that's the motif like of this build. <laughs> I like it. They're cool. That's good. I, I, yeah, I, I like the ideas. It's definitely, it's 
it's definitely worth considering. Like, I don't normally take two guns ever, really. Me neither. But I sort of, I, I sort of like the idea with the Shooterborn, because Shooterborn's different. I haven't really tried with Shooterborn yet. Like, I did, you know, before I, like, whipped up just a couple of ideas about what, uh, what was good. Like, what's on my list? AK-74UB. <laughs> G36C. Our list was going to be the same, I guess. SVT. Well. <laughs> um, and then I've got, like, I've got VPO215 plus pistol. And with the suppressor, so that's kind of like the same vibe, except it's yeah. just you know, the, it's like the PB that you had on the other the other one plus yeah. the VPO because I've actually run that a bit at least. And the only one that I had on there that wasn't on yours was the RFB, but like I've not even seriously used that myself, but it's because I just don't really use DMRs early. I'm not a big DMRs guy anyway. Like I kind of use this SVT sort of begrudgingly to see what all the fuss was about, and I'm like, <laughs> eh, it's good. I just don't like DMRs, like in yeah. general. So I'd rather have something that just goes womp 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 with the fun switch, you know. It's just, the way I play the game early, especially, but uh, I think it's I think it's good. Um, I mean, we pretty much touched on everything that I was thinking about, like the armors wise. Like, yeah, I do agree. The rat rig is probably like the de facto go to now. The only other one, like I have actually run the Ule quite a lot. The one from Jaeger with the barter, the soap plus toilet paper. Yeah, because it can be like really cheap if you buy the components and you just like I just throw it away. You know, I use it once and I or I just sell it to fence or whatever because it's like. If you can get soaps for like 7k, which they do go down like that, that's 21,000. And toilet papers are sometimes like four or 5,000 rubles. And you need four of them. So you could sometimes get it for like 21 plus 16. It's like 37k for a class four. Like you can basically sell it to Ragman and make money almost. It's like at that level. It's just crazy. So, but it's like super heavy. So you can't go in with like a big kit. So that's yeah. like the other consideration. If you just want class four and it's, and it's, you want the cheapest possible class four. That's like one that you can do. And you get a rig with it as well. Like, you know, you just got to make sure the guns are light. Um, the other thing, like I liked your helmets progression. I think that makes sense as well. Um, I've actually been using a lot of TC2000 helmets myself yeah, because the class four we talked about, right? It helps a lot. I've had a couple of situations where... Actually, I had one. I've had a few situations where it saved me and dinged off. Um, I had one where I did die, but the guy had to shoot me twice. You could see on the death screen. It was just like the first shot... Well, actually, yeah, one kind of unfortunate thing. The first shot penned, and I didn't die with PP. And the second shot got, like, saved by the helmet, but the blood killed me because I'd already taken the damage on the first shot. So if you get shot in the head, the second shot won't... It won't save you from the second shot, even if it's a blood damage shot, because they increased it a bit. I don't know whether Mm. that would have been the same before, actually. I can't remember, but... um, Either which way, the TC2000, I think they're good value. They're like 40-something K. And especially this point in the white, I think it's all right because lots of people are still using... I've I run into people using PS ammo in AKs all the time and that's like 30 pen. It just won't go through. Um, loads of people using PP. Like, yeah, as you say, you get shot in the head once. People using BT, you get shot in the head once. It won't kill you. Um, that's the beauty about 56A1. Like, 56A1, it'll go through 50% of the time. But when it does, they die because of the damage. Like the 56 damage or something is a long way away from 545. So if you hit someone in the head with a class 4 and it does pen, the 55% chance, it kills them outright. And you don't have to hit them again, like with the 545 guns, which is interesting. It's like one big reason for using 556. So that's kind of cool. Um, Rigs wise, I always use the Tarzan. I use the Tarzan constantly because I do that Ragman 2, no, sorry, Jaeger 2 Barter for the matches and it costs like 7k. I just use that rig all the time. The only thing about that is, I mean, I just, I'm just kind of brain dead. I like to ensure everything. And I find, I kind of hate this relationship, but I find like if you get something for a really good price, 
it almost feels bad to insure it. You know, like in the in your case, you know, you're you're getting a what twelve thousand valued item for like as low as six thousand rubles, and your insurance is like you know a third of what you paid. Whereas like if you bought it outright, you know, for like twelve thousand, then it's not that bad. You know, it just it's it's kind of an annoying thing, but I guess. It's, you just don't insure is the solution there. So I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I actually insure them because hardly anyone, like people don't really like taking Tarzans because sure. they're kind of awkward. They don't pack very well. They're like yeah. three by four. So what I do is I insure them. And when I get them back, I just take them out of my inventory and I just sell them straight to Vagman. Mm-hmm. And when I, I always, I always buy, like I very rarely recycle Tarzans, which is kind of weird. Um, and when I get them back, I just like sell them straight away. Cause you actually tend, you end up like making money, right? Cause it's like you bought it for seven and then you insured it, and then you get it back. You can set the dragon for 12. It doesn't take up any inventory space. When I need another one, I just buy a hunting batch and trade it with Jaeger. They're always cheap, no matter how sense, much I yeah. talk about the, the, the um, Tarzan. They're always, always cheap. There's just too many hunting matches in the game, and they're not useful for anything else. So they're always cheap. They're never over 12k. You could technically do that barter and make money, always, but it's, uh, yeah, people just can't be bothered. Um, yeah, the other thing were, that you touched on that I wanted to just like expand on a bit was the adrenaline or like analgin painkillers versus like long-term painkillers thing. Like I've been using adrenaline basically every raid now, which is kind of cool. So I have, because you said you don't really use the long-term painkillers that much and neither was I, especially when I was using the analgin painkillers, but I just don't really like analgins. They like smash your hydration and they just kind of suck. And they're like, they're like still like eight, nine K if you have to buy them off therapist. So I'm like, fine, I'll pay 10 K more for the adrenaline. I only get a one shot with it. But if I need painkillers, I'll use like ibuprofen in my container. Like if I need yeah. to like pre-med and sprint across a road, because I have had situations like that on streets where I run out and there's a scout goes, you know, and then you like <laughs> duck back in. They're like, okay, well, I can't really go any other way. I don't know where he is. It's a left side peak. I don't know if there's any other players or anything. So I'll just grab the ibuprofen, pop that pill, and then just like peg it over the road because I don't want to use this adrenaline. Um, but yeah, the adrenaline goes away super quick as opposed to the propitol. It only heals you for 15 seconds, but you get plus four. So, like, yeah, you get more heal from a Propitol overall because it's plus one for 300 seconds. So you do get 300 HP in total from a Propitol. But if you're in a clutch fight, if you get shot or need that health anywhere from, you know, second zero to 60 seconds, you are actually better off having the adrenaline. Because by you know, 59 seconds, you've only healed 59 points from a Propitol. Right. Whereas the adrenaline healed you 60 in the first 15. And then it's gone. Which, yeah, fine. It's gone. It's like not quite as good for you know, min-maxing black limbs. Yeah but, yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just like, well, I think that's probably better now because it's relatively cheap and, and whatever. So I've actually been using them and I think they're good. And then, yeah, the effect goes away after 60 seconds. So, you know, once the fight's over, like you either, you're either out of there, you're like running away, or you're like, yeah in the fight and the dead or you've won you know usually in that situation so i do think the adrenaline's pretty good right now like i actually crafted a load of propitols because they're still about 20k people they're still decent meds right but because golden stars and ibuprofens are so cheap you can craft them because i finally made the med station level three you can craft them really cheaply with golden stars golden stars are like 50 ibuprofens are 30 something like that mm. and then you have a couple of pile of meds and then you can make seven propitols and then sell them for twenty thousand rubles each it's pretty nuts, actually. So I've been starting to do that craft rather than using Propitols myself, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so like I think I agree with you in pretty much all of the loadouts, to be honest with you. It's uh, I usually to have the same kind of armors and that kind of stuff that um, across all of the different kits. 
depending on what I want. Like, I think for most people these days, like Prapple 3 is really the, the main goal because then you can go and buy Karuns at least. And like, the Karuns not amazing, obviously. You can still get like the upper end of class 4 busting stuff like BT and even PP in like 561. If you let somebody just shoot you five times, you'll still die with the Karundon, even though it's class 5, just because of its low durability. But there's lots of situations where it's crazy and you just, you know, gives you a lot of value. So I've been like starting to move into that <coughs> where I can, which is pretty nice. But yeah, otherwise, like 74 UB is really good. If you if the UB is really expensive, you can still use the UN and it's like close enough. G36C is pretty much interchangeable with the MDR, the Skull, the M4, depending on what you like. But they're all good. Their G36C, I just think, is particularly good right now. SVT and RFB, like RFB is so cheap um, with the Barter. And then like, yeah, the VPO for doing Shooterborn with a pistol. Like I've had pistol, I haven't had pistol hot swap save me in a PMC fight yet, but I have had it save me in scab situations when oh, okay. I was using the SVT. And I just like couldn't use it because I'm just a scrub and I have skill issue with that gun. And I was just like, oh, let me just use the PB. And I'm just like... And just like take out a load of scouts with the pistol, and then I go back to just like ham fisting the SVT with the irons. Just oh man, I just find it so hard. I just it's just not what, my gun. What FOV do you play at? Sixty one, I think now. I was like slowly ticking it down bit by bit by bit. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay. I just don't like the way when you lean, like the irons misalign, so you can't like you have to be still to look <laughs> through them. Even it's just like so awkward, dude. Like, uh, so awkward. I mean, the only time I ever really used the irons is like to get them uh like in like head headshot basically like mm. you you get their head inside the circle and then you use the little the little pointy post. thingy yeah the little post to you know line it up but otherwise it's kind of just like spam you know aim in the direction spam mouse one and pull down until yeah, they're dead. it just doesn't work that well but um the thing i would say i did start using it the other day just for kind of running some budgety kits and mm. I've gotten better with the PU. It doesn't zoom in as much as I thought. Yeah, it's kind of misleading. It I'm... is kind of usable. And also, there's like a weird double-edged sword with the optic being small. It's that right. you can use the peripheral more easily. And it doesn't zoom that much. So you, you only miss a bit of screen real estate around the scope. So if you're kind of like off to one side, you can actually then see somebody and then like kind of track onto them quite quickly. Um, or like look over the scope and then track onto them quite quickly. Like it's not really optimal, but that that sort of helped me a little bit. And so I've been using the scope at a bit closer range to kill scouts mainly, but I'm getting a bit better with it. I think it's, yeah, it just depends on how much of that kind of like low ergo DMR stuff you use. And like, I just don't do it very often. So for me, I'm like kind of out of practice in using it, but I've got better as I've, as I've gone on. Just the irons, man. I just like so bad. I just should stop using them over such a long distance. It should just really be for close range. Everything That's... else, I just use the PU. That's well, see, that's the thing is like, I think that's the only reason you really use the PU is like, like I was playing streets, and sometimes it's very difficult because you don't know when you should be having the PU on and when you don't. Mm. I do find that kind of challenging, but someone was uh, like across the street <laughs> and uh, they were running. I, you know, I put, put on the scope and I was aiming at them. They ran out and I shot and, you know, didn't see where they went. I thought maybe I killed them. And sure enough, I guess I headshot them and. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the, it's basically going for like those headshots, you know, uh, or like those distant shots. It feels good, but it is kind of difficult because, you know, especially with streets, you don't know when you want to have like, you know, if you're indoors, obviously I don't want the scope, but like if I'm moving around from like building to building, but like from street to building, it's like, 
I want the scope for long distance in the streets, but then like if he's right there in the building, then I don't want the scope, you know. So it's it's yeah. actually pretty tricky. Uh, Is maybe... this why you got the double SV the SVT build? <laughs> the, the legendary double SVT build. No, no, no. I mean, it data probably would work honestly. You, I mean, if you were really desperate or just wanted to, you know, go labs or something, you could probably bring an SVT naked and do just fine. Honestly, it's, it's, it's dude, the gun's crazy. I think, but uh, no, the one thing I wanted to say about um, armor was, I find like all of my kits primarily they they cover stomach and thorax, and I find that I'm starting to think that if you're gonna go for like a ceramic armor. You want to have it to only cover your thorax. Because if it's going to cover your stomach, because it's ceramic, it's going to, like, disintegrate much faster mm. than something like, you know, Aramid, for example. Um, yeah. That, I think that's why... Uh, what's it called? Uh, the What's that one class 5 rig that's like a 2 by? It's got like 2 or 4 2 by ones uh it's like black it's class five it's just a rig it only covers your thorax it's like 40 durability you're not talking about the class six one are you oh it is a class six one yeah i'm sorry it is a class six one yeah the the ttsk yeah i think that one's good because it's like uh, you know it doesn't since it doesn't cover your stomach you get more mileage out of the shitty material because it's only Mm. covering one part whereas like you know some of the other rigs that are class four that cover your stomach and thorax, I want them to be like highest material as possible. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, Redute M, which has like crazy durability, covers thorax and stomach. So you get shot in it, but it's like you get shot in the stomach, it doesn't matter so much. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like this Zabralo thing. It's like Zabralo is fine. It covers arms because it's the durability on it is so high. You're getting shot in the arms a few times, like your thorax is still kind of okay. All of this is going to go away with the armor hitbox like rework. So I'm like, thank God, because it's like yeah. one of the worst mechanics I have to think about. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually kind of agree with you though. Yep, that's thought. All righty. Um, I think there's something else about. Yeah, overall, I just wish there was more options to choose from. But as you, we'll probably do this again, I imagine, like later in the wipe. Maybe, maybe we'll just do guns or something. Oh, I didn't want to say that's what's going to say the AUG. I think there might be consideration for AUG, but only the A3. But you need, you really need Peacekeeper 3 to do that. And the 42 rounders. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's weird because it has less recoil than like a G36, like the base. Yeah. But because it's a bulb up, like sure you can put a suppressor on it, but you're only like reducing it by like two points because it's a bulb up, right? Like the starting mm-hmm. is already low and you're losing like a crap ton of ergo. It's just I don't know. And like the hidden stats aren't that great. Uh I think it's the horizontal on that guy that makes it problematic. I used a org the other day, but an org A1, but with the A3 upper like switcheroo hack to you know make it actually usable. Because it was so much cheaper, but I just don't know if it's actually like worth it. The thing is, the Org A3 is actually really expensive. I'm just like, I don't want to pay. I want to use the Org A3 because it's just like kind of kind of bad. But like the A1's like horizontal is not very good. Yeah. But with the recoil being so low, then you think, well, right. maybe that's fine. Um, but I you... died against two guys using nine mil, and it was really embarrassing with forty two oh, no. rounders. 
Not the it was the worst old. fight ever. Was it, it was the terrible. silent but deadly kit he had? <laughs> no, it was just like, it was just too good. I probably made that day. I, I can't remember what I had on, but it was just like, they just couldn't kill me. It was just, it was crazy. I should have been like dead. Like I should have killed, like it was weird. I should have killed both of them yeah. in about like two seconds. I was just unable to hit them for some reason. Like I shot both of them. I, I had some, something stupid. It's like one of those ridiculous fights where you end up with like 580 damage on two players and you're just like, God damn it. Like they're both like, <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're like hanging on by like a string, the two of them. And you're like, freaking hell. And, um, and they just couldn't kill me either. I was just like all red, like all blacked, just like, just could not pen my armor, like could not take me down. Like I was like reloading and like turning around, doing like battle bit style stuff, just like <laughs> shaking from side to side so they couldn't see my face hitbox because I had like the Ratnicon. So, or, or maybe even the TC. I think I might have had the TC on. So I'm just like turning full 180 so all they can see is like legs, arms, the back of my Thorax hitbox and the stomach hitbox and then like top and nape and that's it. So I'm just there like wiggling around. They can't hit my face. I like turn back around with my reload, like spray again, but one of them's hidden behind the corner. Like it's actually the biggest downside to the painkiller thing. I was taught because I had I got stuck basically. And I was around a corner. It doesn't really matter where it was. I was around a corner, jumped out, fired, didn't kill the guy, and then had to reload. But the guy blacked my leg. This was the predicament I found myself in. I didn't know there were two, so I engaged the first one as he ran in. Should have killed him, but didn't, because I just whiffed him. So he blacks my leg. I then like go round the corner, and I'm faced with a like a, a dilemma, which is I either reload my gun, yeah, or I use the adrenaline, or you use adrenaline, hit tab, and then reload your gun via the menu trick. Yeah, that would have worked actually. That would have worked. That's the you know that's the pro niche Tarkov mechanic yeah. must know five tips. That actually would have probably saved my life. But um, I think, like, in hindsight, because we're so used to being on painkillers, mm-hmm. what yeah. got me killed was strafing with the gun. This is, like, this nearly cost me kills all over the place. Getting hit in the right. leg, strafing without painkillers, yes. and the reticles just like, oh, my God, because you don't want to stand still. Yes. You're just like, well, I either have to just stand still and let the guy headshot me, and then I can actually aim. Or are you going to, like, strafe and move so I might not die, which does work, but then I can't aim. And it's like, you just need, you need to be on painkillers to stop the reticle sway. Like, it's so brutal, dude. So I, like, I should have adrenaline first, regardless, even if I wasn't going to do the mag switch. Because I feel, almost feel like giving yourself the chance to reload and then fight is, like, better than taking the sway. Like, it's so awful. It's killed me, like, so many times or nearly killed me so many times. So, like, I got really lucky one time and just, like, hosed a guy down and I just hit a headshot on him. It, like, was no skill at all. It was just total fluke. Like, I think probably, probably in two-thirds of those fights, he kills me. Mm. Honestly, I just got lucky that one time. I was on reserve. Um, yeah, it was just it was it's just bad. So like, I need to get back into the habit of popping that. But like with the adrenaline, it's like the time's so short. Oh, right. man, like with the propotol, you know you've got like five minutes of painkiller, right? And this is the tricky part. It's like you have to make really hard choices now in the game, which is why I think that the game design is actually probably working quite well, right? We have to we have to make really hard choices about whether to PK or not, uh, when to do it, which one to use, whether you want to deal with the after effects. Like, it's complicated, whatever you think about the changes. And I, yeah, we talked about that last time. But from a practical perspective, just using the systems as they are, it's now quite difficult to make up your mind as to what we should do. It's, uh, yeah, it's intriguing. Yeah. Intriguing, so. I, I do find the limping animation a little weird, but, you know, that could just be because I don't experience a lot. Like, I, I looked at it closely the other day, and, like, it doesn't look like it's... Um, you know, like I like it. I like at a lower frame rate. You know, not that it not that it plays at a frame rate, but it just like 
you know, it, it almost looks like it kind of like stutters a bit, but maybe it's just because it's so exaggerated. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but um, and maybe that's because of the all the post processing that goes on around the screen. But uh, I think I typically, you know, if I can't get rid of it, I just try to like stand still. As soon as you notice it, just like stand still and just ho- hold down mouse one hope for the best because it is like. You were not kidding. It just goes way up there, way down. It's it's really yeah. Exactly. I feel that's the thing. It's like you're almost better off like you stand still and crouch. So at least you're yeah. moving. Like stand still, crouch, and maybe lean or something right. to just try to like just, try something. You know, translate your head in some way so you're not just like stood there like stationary. <laughs> it's just like the, that's that will just get you for sure. But yeah, maybe like maybe go prone even. Like, it depends on the where you are. Um, uh. Because like if you could be still, it may as well be lying down. But then your head's really obvious. Like it's just hard, right? It's just hard. I haven't. I really haven't decided on what the best thing to do about it is, or whether you just take the PK effects, take the propital and just use the PK effects. I don't know. Like, is it that bad? Not sure. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's if we look at the market, I feel like the market is leaning more towards it is that bad. Because uh, mm, it the- is, yeah. The long ones are like really cheap. Maybe maybe we'll see it change later in life. I don't know as far as like people opting for them, but uh, it's interesting. Perhaps maybe it is. Well, yeah, maybe they'll have to tweak some of these painkillers. Like honestly, if they made them last shorter of a time and have less penalties, like on the hydration energy, they might actually make more sense. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, but I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird how it's changed. But I th- I actually feel that you might see a resurgence in painkiller effects. People right now are doing like the knee jerk, like, I hate it, it's awful, I'll go without. But then now we're dying to, you know, leg limp and things that like, we never normally die to. And it's like, oh, okay. Maybe it was better to be on PKs. Because, like, that's the thing, you just never experience those kind of situations when you're on them all the time. And, like, I just don't think I ever died to leg limp before. I mean, I wasn't a frequent pre-painter either. But as soon as you get into a funny situation... Like the propotol goes straight in the arm, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. So maybe people like will suffer some of these situations and think, maybe I will take something long term so that I can do that beforehand. But they've got such a long like charge in as well. Like it's what makes propotol so good. I don't know. I'm, I'm undecided. I think we'll probably see once more people get their uh, you know stem pouches, mm. they'll probably start running adrenalines and just you know mess swap them out through yeah because you can that's bring what like I three or do. four yeah mm. three one in the pocket three is probably funny i mean it, you know it's like 20k it's kind of expensive, but, yeah it's yeah. kind of expensive but you sometimes don't need them it's not like you have to have they're all in them the out. pouch yeah. right it's like you know mm. what i mean that's so i don't know true true very true very true all right uh let's wrap this bad boy up because i'm i'm starving dude <laughs> All this Tarkov talk got me hungry for some Tashanka. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was uh that was a cast. Thanks for everyone tuning in. And uh yeah, we'll see you all next week. Catch you later. <laughs>